This is one of the reasons you've got to just be here for the live show, because you would be missing out on what's being stated that I will not state because this is a pg podcast right obviously no it's not it's not a pg it's a grown-ass adult podcast is look what this guys is. look guys leave sam alone uh, look he goes through a lot of painstaking like uh, trial and error here for example just to show you the kind of like dedication he has okay keeping all this in the closet okay. you look back at the lighting in his background notice the couch there's no lighting on the cushions there's a lot of stains there he has to kind of <laughs> dude that is filthy you're wrong <laughs> we'll clarify exactly what about Welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg, and I'm joined today by our returning party members. So welcome back, Renfell. Hey, everybody. I'll, I'm apologizing in advance because I'm stuffy. I may be coughing. I'll try to mute myself as often as I can. Worries. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the new year. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back, Nathan. Yeah, glad to be here. I am so far not sick. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm sorry, I, I effed up the introduction. The, 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 the Nathan Napalm. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, man, the triple T's, you know. Coming at you for the triple T, baby. All right, we're going to, before we dig in, got to give a shout out to the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this party's bags packed, provision stocked for all of our adventures here on the show. And as always, got to let you know that if you want to show us a little love, you can go over to our Twitter at the LFM show. Look for the pin post at the top. There's a link to all the podcast places where this show is listed. And if you go there and you leave us a five star review on iTunes and you leave a comment, we'll read that here on the show. You can also call in to one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. No one's been bold enough to do it yet on this show. Perhaps one day, maybe in a new year. Who knows? But we'll find out. Gentlemen. It's been a what? How long has it been since our last show? Has it been two weeks? I think two. Feels two like longer. Weeks, yeah. Weird. Uh, yeah, we? two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we just missed one week. Yeah, yeah we missed yeah, one we week. Missed one. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, we took off for the holidays a bit. Wanted to take it a little easy. We got plenty of topics today on the list. We're going to definitely hit on some of the things that have been going on. But I think before we do that, we'll, we'll catch up. We did do our D&D &D over at the Weave in the Void last Sunday. Um, I've been throwing some, uh, I know Nathan's been putting up his own his own version of it that he showcases. Renfeld posts uh, the live VOD up there, I think in pretty much like mostly unedited format, right? Yeah, it's I don't yeah. edit anything. I'm yeah. too lazy to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, and I just do the shorts because I'm even lazier, basically. So uh, shorts over on my channel. But you can catch us uh, this coming uh, Sunday at 9 p.m. after the Ashes Pathfinder podcast. I always post in our Discord over discord.gg forward slash Samorg. Go over there. Usually in the Variety channel, I'm posting the links to the actual show uh, Sunday night if you ever want to join us there. And if you do, you can use channel currency to impact the show or not the show, but the D&D &D campaign um, kind of like throw us, a, you know, throw us a bone sometimes help us out when other people might want to try and hurt us. Um, yeah, don't throw fireballs at us. Right. Throw healing potions. Drac, us, okay? 
We're talking to you. <laughs> talking to you, Drake. I'm right? like the party. He saw he remember I was like, I got bold in DD for the first time and I decided to do a light bringer charge. And he was like, <laughs> I'd like to redeem this to throw a fireball at that paladin's face. I'm like, dude, really? Come remember on. he rolled for who would hit and actually hit yeah. everybody but us. We it was we, funny. we fell through the bridge. We fell through the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so true i was like oh i would have i was like that would have been like an all-time epic fail on my part if that's how that had worked out you know imagine getting hit with a fireball and then falling through the bridge to like, <laughs> a fiery bridge a fiery bridge <laughs> but uh yeah what have y'all been up to since last time it's been a couple weeks i hope y'all had a you know a, a good new year's day and a good christmas and everything i hope everybody that's you know catching back up with us did as well but yeah, gentlemen, what have you been up to since last time? Any big highlights to share? I binged so many Krispy Kremes donuts over the Christmas break. I normally don't allow myself to do that more than once every three months. I'll go get like half a dozen and indulge on like a Sunday and I'll eat them all in like two days. But I think I brought I think I did five or six dozen, dozen donuts over, over the course of that Christmas break. I was eating two, three a day and Chris was like, I mean, just leave me alone. It's Christmas. Man. Um and then lots of um i've been having a lot of fun with the xbox series x um i binged through halo infinite and i'm on marvel's avengers right now which i'm gonna do a review video for that soon i do not understand the hate that game has gotten because really? it's fucking awesome hmm. it is an awesome game it's got Look good single player multiplayer co-op AAA animations, amazing voice acting, just in 4K resolution. It is absolutely breathtaking, and it's everything an Avengers film or comic or anything else should be. So I, I just don't get the hate that it's gotten um, since it came out because I'm having a lot of fun with that game right nice. now. Nice. And a lot of EverQuest 2. A lot of EverQuest 2. We actually have a guild meeting tonight um, to talk about Roll Call for going into the Rise of Kunark raids here in a about six or eight weeks see who wants to do that and kill lots of dragons sounds beautiful killing dragons i've actually been enjoying like uh playthrough i think i would not play through but uh i did a a watch of uh the hobbit movies and man i forgot how good edition? yes okay i forgot how good the how the the smog, smog. man god bless it's so good yeah, it is so good they did a good job of him. They really did. did did him justice. He was just such a badass, like scary. And he's not actually one of the baddest ass dragons in no. Middle Earth. He's no, lesser, right. He's like one yeah. of the lesser, younger dragons because some of those old dudes that broke the world. I mean, oh yeah, they yeah, were scary, scary, scary. Yeah, I remember some of the in some of the. Uh, I think it was like in the Silmarillion or what was it? I was reading. I can't There's remember. A big black dragon. I yeah, remember. man. The one that like the elves had to like, you know, like take out and they were like up in the sky flying around doing crazy magical shit too. And you're like, was it in a boat or something? Was it something Probably. like that? Like a flying remember. boat or something? Sounds, I was like, dude, like this that. is you imagine seeing some of that in a movie. That would have been epic to watch a movie like that, like on some of the earlier stuff. Yeah. Oof, man. There are some. Well, hey, we might yeah. see some of that earlier stuff in the Amazon. Oh, uh, I hope so. You know? Jeez, really man. Palagon was his name. Jeez. Palagon. So, um, yeah. Been a, been a crazy, it's been a pretty crazy past couple months. Um, dude, I'm, I'm kind of ready. I don't know about everybody. Everybody around me seems to be just dealing with some bullshit lately. 
So I am just very hopeful that as we're moving forward, we're going to have some better times ahead, friends, because I don't know, man. The last couple of months have been kind of kind of dookie. I'm like ready yeah. for things that to, to, for us to move forward. And I got a lot of fun things planned. Um, I was actually working on some assets for this show. And I was like, my design guys I've been using, apparently I like found out that they're just like MIA until like March or something. And I was like, dude, what? Like, thanks for the memo guys. <laughs> dude. I, I was like, I'm like, cause we're on episode 64 today. Right. So like this yeah. year I want to get like a whole setup for like the, a nice, like custom, like background. I'm thinking like, you know, adventures sort of like this standing there with like a dragon lurking in the background with like flames and shit. Like kind of going yeah. on silhouette form is what I'm thinking of going for. That's that's what I want to do. Um, and I want to yeah, like we'll hit, we'll hit episode 100 this year, right? Yes. Yeah, so for episode 100, by that time, this podcast is getting a revamp all over the place. And I have some some special things I'm planning to do for both the podcasts I run this year, as well as the websites and discord and community, and everything. Cause like I got my footing. I learned a lot of things last year about what to do, what not to do some of the goals and things moving forward. And this episode's called future pages for a reason. I don't know guys, do you guys have like any, and this is also to all of you listeners, viewers, people that hang out around the show. Any any goals for like the new year, like things that I'm not a big New Year's resolution person. Like I kind of I prefer to just set goals as opposed to going this year. I'll never do this again because like human yeah. humans, man. Right. Yeah. I, I try to set goals and achieve them. And the past two years, I've been super focused with content creation. Also, if you're watching this over on YouTube, shout out to all of you all. I didn't realize how fast that my channel over there has been growing where this is at. It's been growing pretty fast. So shout out to all of you all who've been commenting, who've been following along. And if you do catch this podcast over there, hammers up much appreciation. I appreciate that like immensely. Um, but we got some fun news topics coming up before we do any big plans this year, projects you're working on, things you want to talk about. You're on mute. You're on mute, Rimpel. We can't hear you. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> Good looking out though. <laughs> Cause, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't do resolutions either, but Chris yeah. and I do set objectives. So like we had a big meeting on the 31st on Sunday and we just ironed out a schedule that we can hopefully progressively ad adhere to um, just for more, because we didn't actually start all the weave in the void. Like, going live with that until november 1st so really it's only been out there for a couple months now and we've already been doing for a year we've been doing three times a week updates on mm -hmm. patreon like 100 plus updates on my personal youtube channel but now that we got all the social channels it was it's time to start propagating that with content so then it was like you know I've, i'm doing an incarnate stream every monday from nice. five to seven miniature painting every tuesday five to seven on our twitch channel when we have stand-ups on wednesday night and then i've got trying to get writing sessions in every day now instead of only every two or three days um that one hasn't happened as much as i want it to be um yet because of life um but yeah get i mean that. i've set some objectives but also um which you know we some stuff we talked about off the air um some yeah. of that's got thrown into the world now so now we're looking at maybe making some adjustments when we get into the early summer months late spring yeah. months. i don't know what how that's going to play out yet but i know we're going to be moving somewhere um Ooh, shit. and 
when that happens, um, there'll be a transition and that's, it's always scary when you move. Um, especially, you know, we've been here for, we'll be here four years in March. Um, so once you've been somewhere for at least two years, you start to get a little comfortable. Um, and so when you go to the new place, it can be a little nerve wracking, but there's also the exciting part about that is, is what can happen for this. If there's more time to work on that as opposed to doing it, you know, part-time. So uh, yeah, no resolutions, not like, you know, I'm going to lose 30 pounds this year, but definitely let's do these streams every single day. And I'm trying a lot harder to be more dedicated to YouTube and try, cause I really want to hit yeah. a thousand so I can get monetization and grow that channel Absolutely. into something. Um, and and hit monetization just real quick for those out there. Cause yeah. I know Rimpa already knows, but like, it's, it's not as important because of, Ooh, you're going to make a few right. cents, right? It's more important because YouTube doesn't really push your content yep. until they are going to make a little money off of it. Right. And then they're, the more they realize they can make off of you, <laughs> the more they're going to promote you. stuff. Yeah. So if you don't monetize, it's hard to grow because YouTube's just not going right. to push your stuff out like that. Right. You know? Yeah. Because I mean, actually, you know, that's a good point too. Because I got I got my second channel, the one this is on. I got that one monetized in about just just roughly a year. Hit the mm-hmm. marker and everything. Got a good handful of videos. Hit the right markers. Got enough people to follow the channel and everything. And I can say, like, I definitely notice. Since it's been a monetizable thing, I don't push like the thing, you know, I put ads on there. Sure. But that's like fractions of pennies. It's nothing. It's literally nothing. Unless you're like a big dog with a ton of you're getting like 500,000 views on videos or something like that. Right. So but it's important because since I got that channel partnered as well, um, it's I definitely feel like each video that's posted regularly has like gotten more. Right. Granted, I do go post them on Reddit and things like that as well, but I do feel like I'm getting more interactivity, more comments, more engagement specifically over necessarily views. So the engagement for me is a big one because like, yeah, because I'm actually able to get like feedback from people and like talk to people and get more people like contributing their thoughts. And like that's that's what makes YouTube and places like YouTube and Twitch great. Like is that. Yeah. That's so, the feel good. Yeah. Yeah, that's, for sure. That's what keeps you going, right? Yep. Like, yep. it's definitely not the money. It's no, the interaction no. of the community that keeps you going. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, I hit 10K that's, uh, by the way. on YouTube. Yeah. Thank you, man. You uh, right good. at the end good of job. the year, right at the last day of 2021, I hit 10K. Pretty excited. I did a, celibate, a little celebration video there. Um, and Great, uh, by the way. It was good. This year, though, this year, though. My goal is I uh, got lots of projects, um, not just the YouTube. I mean, they'll all, they'll all be intertwined. But I got a lot of projects this year. I'm going to I'm going to try to uh, go independent and, uh, nice. you know, make things for a living instead of uh, working two jobs. And Good. instead of this being the side gig, I want to be the main gig. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a, it's definitely because we're in that similar boat. Mm-hmm. Like we're actually getting ready to with this in particular. Um, we're not going to go the investor routes this time, um, but Epic has the mega grant, and mm-hmm. we're getting ready to apply for that. We don't know if we'll get it or not. You know, there's you never know with those things. But we've looked at that and said if we got that, and my brother and I have already said that um, he's obviously got his ranching, which he'll, that'll never go away. But um, if we got the mega grant, I would I would probably go full time on this, as yeah. opposed to this just being my side gig. Um, and that's you know. That's a it, it's for from a creative standpoint, Nathan. I mean, that's just 
being able to control your output and only do creative stuff is really cool. Um, I've only tapped into that briefly a couple of times because we had a couple years stint where I was full time with Saga Leucemia um, and then had to get a day job again and, and mix things around. So it's, it's, it's really cool when you can get to that level of freedom. It also, however, is terrifying because yeah, it also becomes, it it becomes a, um, am I, is what I'm creating good enough? Are people resonating with it? And then you're constantly stressing about what you need to create next. Um, so yeah. as an example of this, um, my brother's been, uh, right. I told Sim about this before the show. My brother Crazy. has blown up on TikTok. So he had like 150 followers before Christmas. And he was like, I'm going to try to get a thousand by Christmas. So he, he did a bunch of research into how to get viral stuff on TikTok. And he started just cloning other people's content and doing the same stuff, but in his own quirky, unique way. And it, Trends, man. Like, he's up to like seven thousand followers now, and you get monetized. Nice. You get monetized at ten thousand, so he's he'll be there within a couple weeks probably. But what's Sick. interesting is we were talking about what we want to do with the Weave in the Void TikTok, and so we've been researching what other people do for their D and D talks. You know, what kind of content are people creating, like with cosplay and other stuff? And so we've we've been thinking about creating content that is unique to that platform, that has nothing to do with per se the actual weave and void as an intellectual property but it's just a way to get people interacting with the page and with the three of us as personalities and then once they get to know us as personalities and go oh we love the skits that you're doing and all this other stuff then it becomes oh wait you guys are working on a project because he did a big video the other day and he was like are you the full-time rancher who also builds video games for a living and it blew up and got like seventy-five thousand views and and mm-hmm. thousands of likes and hundreds of comments and it's just like it's it's a very interesting thing but he's he's starting to stress now about like like what do i like there's only so many like tiktoks yeah. i can do in a day you know and it's like scrolling, man like, it's tricky man i'm telling you i, I i've had the I think that there are there's definitely a, a large number of people that think, you know, I, I've educated myself a lot in the past year or so uh, on like what I need to do to grow, to make things monetizable, whatever. But like, I think I'm lucky enough that like I have, well, I don't know if I'd say lucky is the right word. I'm just I'm set up specifically to where I already have a certain level of support um, to a certain degree, you know, that's like kind of trickles in and I don't really have to do anything. Um so there's like a little bit of security there, but like even I like recognize like it's a scary thing, man. Right. There was there was like a month where I, I was it, Twitch is not the way to go. If you want to like consistency, I definitely think that YouTube in terms of like financial support can be if you grow enough, you know, yeah. sponsorships are the way to to do it and everything. But um, I, I think this year is like for me is more of a coming up is isn't really to stream a ton. It or doesn't mean I won't be streaming either, by the way. I mean, I'm here two days a week minimum <clears throat> at the at the very, very absolute least because the two podcasts and then, yeah. you know, I usually do at least two other days. So I'm I'm pretty much live at usually three to four days at the at the least a week, pretty consistently. And I have been for a long time, but I want to focus on growing um, a YouTube channel, the, the main channel specifically. And this year is the year I write my first book, which is a freaking scary, it ta- is. daunting task because I have, 
to, to be very clear, like it's not a small story. It's a very, very large, expansive story that's been worked on for 15 years. And I'm at a point now where I've been compiling, putting all the pieces and sort of like plugging them into their little places and categories and groupings. And so this right now, I'm like the next few months are like essentially like I'm knocking a few things out for the world building in the grand scheme of things. Um, Cause I need, I need them there for my OCD, like the world, I need to have it put in place from between the first, you know, it's a very different world from between, you know, thousands of years when one event happens and another one does. And I need both of those done because I need those reference points there. I need the locations there. I need them for myself to be organized, but that's all pretty much done, which means I'm getting ready to work on the world building specifically that I need to have in place for the book, for the first book, which is actually one of the earliest stories you're going to get. And that's, that is a scary thing because Right now, it's all just living in my head and taking it and putting it, you know, into like actual writing. That's scary because I've done stuff like, you know, I've done little story blurbs and people tell me I'm really great with words and I'm good at describing things. You know, I used to do songwriting. People thought it was really great, too. And I'm like, yeah, but this is different. Yeah, this is different. This is like fantasy fiction, like high fantasy fiction stuff. And. I've never done that. I've never written a book before either. So for me, that is like a scary thing. But that's basically my goal. If I, I think, get through to, I think I'm just going to like really like knuckle down. I think at some point, probably around, I don't know, like spring, summer, somewhere in there. And I think I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to like dig in and just go hard at it. You know, just hard at it and just like immerse myself and just each day pick up and go on the adventure and journey and just like until we get it done and then just see what's there. Do the editing, get the thing, get the thing published and everything. And it'll be first one under my belt. And I think regardless of how it goes, that's going to be the momentum piece I need to like keep going because I need to get the momentum built. It's like content creation. I needed to yeah. get into a place where I had that momentum going to where I had a method and I had that consistency. And once I get it there, I'm going to be doing the same thing with the book writing and I'm going to be trying to release one pretty consistently and regularly and have like a consistent like momentum and like maintenance for it and just keep it all going along with everything else. Cause I need to get all that shit done because I mean, I'm 41, almost 41 this year. And I'm like, uh, at my best estimate, I think it's at least 10 years to get this shit done. So I got to get to it and go now. Yeah, you got to get to it. I got to go now. I got to go now. So but don't worry. We're still going to be ranting about some things. And boy, do we have some stuff to rant about today? I'm sorry. Not sorry. I might lose my shit a little (laughs) bit, but we'll start off with something to just ease ourselves in there. A lot of these are the articles that come from MMRPG.com because that's where I pulled them from, but uh, they've been in multiple places. This one is a good one to pick back up on. I saw this from the Square Enix president, right? Talking about 2022, the metaverse, the blockchain. This is important. Acknowledging player hesitancy. Something I don't think is done enough. And that's my main bullet point I want to just go with. The article's good. I, again, I go to Square Enix and I'm like, 
I saw they made the announcement last year about we're going to games are probably going to be about 70 bucks moving forward. And they, you know, I look and then shift over to Final Fantasy 14 and I saw the solid they've been doing there. I just feel like Square Enix as a whole. At least for, you know, from my perspective, base value, they they give off the appearance of we're trying to be ethical. We're trying to do things right. We're trying to be respectful, we're trying to do right by the people and not just overlook or minimize their concerns, like actually address them. I got to give them a, a shout out because, well, you know, not many other developers who are deciding to like bandwagon on this sort of stuff are actually even acknowledging it. Yeah, and I've been a fan of Square since, you know, uh, back in the NES days when they were Squaresoft. Um, and, uh, you know, I like them, right? I like that yeah. company. Um, and they put out some just epic, legendary things uh, over their time. But the only thing about Square Enix is that they're super experimental, right? Like, right. They, will, they will take a franchise... Like Nintendo has their franchises, and yeah, those like Breath of the Wild is pretty darn big move. Yeah. But like, um, you know, they're they're super careful with their IPs. Whereas I feel like Square Enix is like, eh, it's Final Fantasy. Eh, you know, let's just try something we never done before. Screw it, let's see what happens. Like, you know, they're they're super experimental, and that's what Final Fantasy is, right? Like people yeah. always like, oh my god, why did you change it? Like, dude, that's what it's been since the beginning. They every single entry, but they, do. they tried something different, you know. Um, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It is what it is. But um, I will say this. Yoshi P, who's a big deal at Square Enix because yeah. of what he did for Final Fantasy XIV, and he's developing Final Fantasy Sixteen now as well, he is awesome, right? So there's some guys still there, uh, some of the uh, uh, old hats, uh, you know, the old guard still at Square Enix that is super smart, super keen, and, and very good at, like, uh, uh, making their vision become reality. Um, so whatever they end up doing uh, will either be one of those two things. It'll be super planned, super sharp, right? or it'll be completely freaking experimental and who knows what will happen. Because right. that's what they do. It's, yeah. it's one of those two. Yeah. You know, and it, we, as much as I don't like NFTs and I will, I will never own one. I'll tell you right now, I'll never own one. Yeah. Right. Because I, it's kind of like, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I'm not big on stuff and things anyway. I'm definitely not big on like, hey, I have a collectible that I can't actually have in my hands and show you is limited because it only exists physically. You know what I mean? There's only so many in the world, right? With an NFT, I look at that. I'm like, you could replicate that. Mm -hmm. People just are choosing not to, right? I'm just, it doesn't make sense to me. But don't get me wrong. There are there is a growing trend of people that love it, trade it. It's like a collectible. I, I look at that and I get why people like it. Sure. You know, do you know VGA game grading? Have you ever been into that? This is something totally nerdy to talk about. I don't yeah. think I've talked about here. I used to do VGA grading. It was VGA grading. Now it's like, what's it called? Uh, whatever. I forget what it's called. It starts with a W. WADA or something. I think it's the new grading that people are like preferring, but it's basically like there's a total market for people that like get the like original Zelda game box and sealed. And then you go, oh, shit, I found this. It's never opened. 
No one's played it. It's it's literally new sealed in a box. You ship that off and these people can grade it. They put it in they can put it in a container. They grade it based on its like uh condition and things like that things like the box condition the 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 seal condition and all of that and they grade it and based on the grading it can be worth more or less value and there's a huge market for this like people whether people know it or not like there are like the original zelda game was going for like seventy five thousand dollars five years ago on like ebay right graded graded ones right that's five years ago yeah so i get this idea of like a limited edition thing whether digital or not and people are like i've got a collection i'm a collector cards comics it's all over right they it's been around for ages so i get why people like it and i can also understand some companies wanting to like you know integrate this into what they're you know, games or whatever business models are, because there is a, you know, there is a want for this by people. I think I make, it makes sense to me from, not from the, I hate, I hate the photo aspect of it. And we've talked about this before. I I do believe that it could work in a game setting where we're talking about (laughs) NFTs that are items. Yeah. Photos. Right. And assuming again, as we've discussed before, if the game was built first and the NFTs are added to the game as a way to enhance mm-hmm. the gameplay experience, because sure. my brother and I are, we love in Star Wars Old Republic because, and also Lord of the Rings Online, two games that we've played since launch, we have things on those servers that no one will ever have because we were there at the beginning. And if those items could be sold for real life currency, I'm not going to lie. I would probably sell off some things because that would be really cool to have an item that's worth fifteen, twenty thousand dollars that I got ten years ago, like a speeder bike, you know, like a one of a kind speeder bike that has never been out since. And that that part of it I can get, but the photo shit, like I don't know. Oh, I, I literally can look at a JPEG. I can print the fucking JPEG out and put it on my wall. Like what? I just don't get that at all no. for me. Yeah, you know, it's I think what it is, it's got to be uh it's got to be that like it's going to be a generational thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. Cause I also just don't get it. And I'm like, who cares? You know, like seriously, please guys, stop with the nonsense. Can we just can we just get back to just you make a cool game, you sell it, sure price goes up 70, I get it. Price haven't mm. changed forever. Cool with that. That's fine. I'll pay 10 more bucks for my game. Sure. Can we just get back to making good games to make good money? You know what I mean? Like it works. It freaking works, right? It very seldomly does a good game come out and they don't make good money. Right. It does happen. There's 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 situations where that has happened, but it's super rare. You make a good game, you you People you make come. good money. I, yeah. I, would, I would like to look at. Um, I haven't played it, but I've heard nothing but amazing. And I've I've researched the development of it. It's called Disco Elysium. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Which never played, but. This is a game that had a very sort of, I don't want to call it troubled, but it, it had a long road to making it. And it was a very independent team that put it all together and eventually got it out. And then it, it did really well because it was just fundamentally a really good game. So then they took the time and made the enhanced edition where it had now everything is fully voiced. And they added some additional quest lines and tweaked a few things here and there. They released the enhanced edition. <laughs> 
it has even better reviews than mm. the first one. Yeah. And I think this is a case of a game that was released by a small independent team that because it was just so damn good, it has done well enough for itself because word got out that it was so good. And it didn't need necessarily – I don't know if it has a publisher behind it or not, so I'm, I might be speaking out of turn here. But I, you know, it, as far as I'm aware, it's not a AAA game that had you know a $250 million marketing budget like say red dead redemption 2 um, right or god of war you know what i mean it's 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 just a good game and it sold a lot of copies because it was a good game yeah valheim's another good example from recently and also i want to mention uh, my favorite story especially because of uh the end here but my favorite story is um uh the story of uh oh my goodness i just went blank um uh the the uh the project it was a crpg oh my gosh i can't think of the name of it suddenly uh um, nathan the C- <laughs> no, I, lost, I went blank uh anyway uh the crpg uh can't think of the name of it what's the one divinity original sin goodness yes. I couldn't think of oh it. good one. They, oh yeah they, they had made games before but yeah. they really ne- never had a big success they were pretty they were they were an indie team before that was a cool term to use and they released Divinity Original Sin, kickstarted it to afford to make it, yeah. got it out. It blew up. Then they made enhanced versions, released on consoles. Yeah. You know, and then they made a sequel, and it was freaking awesome. And now that kind of contract is making. Yeah, they're making freaking Baldur's Gate three now. And That's if, if I'm not mistaken, they have grown to four. I know. I know it's three, if not four, studios now. Yeah, they're huge because of how much how big Baldur's Gate three is going to be. So you can see a team that went from. 10 or 12 people making small little indie games that only, you know, five, 10,000 people were playing and just word of mouth grew yeah. because those games were so good. And, and I think, um, go from there. Yeah. And, and what I really like about them is like, they've, they kept that kind of indie feel when they do those, uh, they do those, uh, I forget what they call them. It's uh, a panel from hell. I think they yeah. call it. And they do and, live streams mm-hmm. and cosplay. Yeah. And- They'll be cosplay. They'll have the whole studio set up with little camps. Man. And yeah, Smith's awesome. And as long as they have that guy, they're going to be all right because he's just the nerd. He's like the, he's like the nerd uncle you wished you had. Um, <laughs> You know, I love that guy. And, and it's just crazy. They went from just nobodies to making Baldur's Gate 3 in, what, five? Ten uh, years. Well, ten years, yeah. Crazy. And what they're so, doing with Baldur's Gate 3, too, they're not – that. That's this is something that's hard for a AAA studio to, to do, but somebody with an indie kind of brain set mm-hmm. can do. is like the easy path of least resistance would have been to make a game like Pillars of Eternity – um, you know, and and that be Baldur's Gate three, something like that, because that's what people would have expected from Baldur's Gate three. Uh, you know, better newer graphics, but that overhead isometric. You know, keep it keep it CRPG. Right. And they were like, nope, we're gonna we're just gonna try to do something nobody's ever done before. Um, because the the soul of Baldur's Gate was trying to be as close to D and D as it possibly could get, and we think we can get a lot closer than the the crpg formula that's been used all these years and right. so far from, from what they've done that's they're achieving you know absolute unbelievable uh closeness to D. so man I, i've been really enjoying our D campaign because uh i nerded out really hard when we we dinged up and i saw all the new goodies i'm getting Oh, yeah. For my paladin, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, there are different oaths. And I'm like, what are the oaths? And then we sat down, we were looking at him. I was like, yo, I'm 
my oath is like vengeance. I went vengeance. And I was like, it sounds like kind of harsh, but really it's it's actually. I'm a vengeful paladin. It's justice. Yeah, it's, it it is. It's sense. true justice. It's like it, it totally fits me as a human being, too, because I'm like, you know, these are the tenets or principles. These are the things I will uphold. There's no deviation from that course. Like it is, you know, as defined, as expected. That's me to a T. It, you see it in like how I cultivate community. I I truly do live that that archetype as a human being too, and I didn't realize it until reading over that. I was like, oh, no, I love I love D and D. That clip was awesome. Yeah, it was um, righteous justice. By the way, um, this is for Bounty Code. I have proof right nice. here. Um, so, you know, got this on hand for whenever we need those to be made public at some point. <laughs> is this about that bullshit? And are we really doing that? Are you really reinforcing their narrative in chat? This is one of the reasons you've got to just be here for the live show, because you would be missing out on what's being stated that I will not state because this is a pg podcast right obviously no it's not it's not a pg it's a grown-ass adult podcast is look, what this guys is. look guys leave sam alone uh, look he goes through a lot of painstaking like uh, trial and error here for example just to show you the kind of like dedication he has <laughs> okay. keeping all this in the closet okay. you look back at the lighting in his background notice the couch there's no lighting on the cushions there's a lot of stains <laughs> there he has to kind of <laughs> filth dude that is filthy <laughs> you're wrong <laughs> we'll clarify exactly what about but talking about <laughs> people that are wrong we haven't really hit on Blizzard in a minute, have we? Oh, boy, we haven't. It's still sure. just rolling. I think the most yeah. important part here is like Raven software walkout. That, that's been weeks in the making. Weeks. Apparently, apparently they're finally in talks. Um, yeah, heard, I think I heard read that today or yesterday. Um, they're in talks finally, but it yeah. took them weeks to even acknowledge that they're in talks like and they're just trying to sweep everything out of the rug. Um, yeah. As much as they can. Unbelievable, Nathan. You know, you reinforce this bullshit here, right? <laughs> I, it's funny because no matter what podcast I'm on, there's always some <laughs> false narrative <laughs> being framed around me that isn't true, that even my own cast members will reinforce, like, what the actual. F you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that to protect. It's I, not like a PG that. Podcast. I like I like that. That was even better. That was even better. Well, I mean, the plus side is no one's managed to <laughs> no one's managed to ninja loot those photos yet. So not yet. What? Wait, no, there are no photos. There are no photos. There's no yet. <laughs> not yet. No, you mean. <laughs> we got we got some good ones. I want to save the conversation that's well adrift for last because i think that's gonna be the best you like that anybody who knows what that is will probably see that coming but i can't help it dark sim maybe a little bit here i've got reasons but i saw this mortal online too right this is uh i've always viewed yeah. that as a niche game i don't feel like it, it definitely is for a specific audience like i always felt for people that are a little more hardcore right that are willing to like kind of be punished probably like it right as opposed a, to the it's normal a specific humans. punishment too right specific, like PvP yes. punishment yes 
It, the game looks gorgeous. It's always looked good. I'm going to share this too, but I saw it's this though. Better now. Yo, yeah, another game. We talked about Ash as a creation going to Unreal Engine 5. I'm pretty <laughs> stoked. Right. Recently, I, I posted if you follow the Ashes HQ channel on YouTube or the website, go check it out. I posted a uh, Ashes talk. Um, there was one I missed out on. They actually showcased. This was something that I felt was like minimal for their last developer live stream. But it's as a result of Unreal Engine 5. They also three months ago showed uh, performance. Um, large scale PVP performance like showcase and showed the improved performance. And they recently on that last developer live stream showed an even better increase in performance by another 10 FPS. Yeah. As a result of being on Unreal Engine 5 with higher FPS, it's just a lot of really positive. So you can check that out. But this is another MMORPG is going to get support phasing to Unreal Engine 5. They were awarded an epic mega grant to support the next phase, including a transition Unreal Engine 5. Now, didn't this game was like it's on the cusp of a release. Like in a few weeks. I mean, it's I think it's January, <laughs> late January, early February. I'll say this because I played it. Um, Mortal Online 2 is it feels like an old yeah. Elder Scrolls game, like true Morrowind, somewhere between mm. Morrowind and Oblivion. Uh, but um it feels good. Like going, like finding a crypt and then going down in it is, and it's super dark and um, the graphics look really good. And you're playing it in first person. So you kind of get that kind of immersion, like when you're playing the Elder Scrolls game. Um, it felt good. And then the danger of the PvP, you know, when I played it, I stayed in, uh, if I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I stayed in an area where you couldn't get your butt handed to you by pe regular people. But I did play the original Mortal Online yeah. quite a bit. And, um, for its time, it had really good graphics, too. Uh, but uh, the community's interesting in that game. So in the, if, if the community carries over, um, they won't oh, – I met a lot of people who I was in an area that could have killed me, and they didn't. You know, um, They would just help you or whatever because um, I, I probably didn't have anything worth crap for them. But still, if you play a game like Ultima Online, you go to uh, whatever it's called, Faluca or whatever the, the PvP uh, is mm – -hmm. I, they'll kill you for a pizza, right? Like they, they don't care. <laughs> you know, you're that you're in their neck of the woods. They're, they're bandits. So um, it was, it's interesting. And then I'm pretty sure as a flag system where you're flagged as a murderer, so you're red or whatever. So it'll be interesting. I think it'll be worth a shot. Uh, I'm definitely going to try it out and see, see what kind of gold is in that game. Cause they've worked really hard on it. Yeah. This is crazy to see that they're going to go to UE5. I'm uh yeah man i'm curious it looked good before that it looked good before yeah. they went too yep so you got another mmorpg collaborating to do because now you got ashes you got mortal online too both had the potential to just look excellent I, I ashes think, looks crazy good oh dude oh we haven't even seen how good it's gonna look yet though when we actually see them get their assets moved over and then see those I'm freaking stoked. I'm because that wasn't even a problem before, right? No. Like the graphics look fine, right? But what they've done is they've secured the future big yep. time here. Hundred um, yeah, percent. That's smart. They move. haven't even gotten gotten into optimization yet. So no. once, once we get into that territory, right. it'll look it'll look good. True. Shit. Yeah. I mean, when you look at Unreal Engine Five, up to what is it? I think we did the we had a chat on this on my channel a while back, and it was like I think it's up to 14k resolution files you can upload in that engine. That's insane. I mean, 
I ain't running that shit anytime soon or anything. If someone was to put some out, but I mean, it's it's built for the future, man. You know? Oh gosh, an Archage Five or Archage Archage Two is coming in UE Five as well, maybe this year. Based on everything, that's a good segue discussion point. Then why don't we go ahead and jump in on that? We'll jump in and talk about good old Archage. First of all, I've I've been doing videos on this lately. It. It's another damn same, same, same shit, different day, in my opinion, with that game. It it feels like daily login simulator. I've ranted about this more than once. Plenty of people don't agree with me. There's plenty of white knights out there who are quick to back it up. I respect people that do enjoy the approach. If it's your play style, great. Good for you. Problem is, there's lots of issues that they've been having since they've relaunched it that I mean, these are just these are these are basic. I'm sorry. The game's been out this long. They're basic. Shouldn't yeah. be an issue thing to launch the game with. I have a hard time believing you did a whole lot of preparing the game for a relaunch. So while at face value, it looks like they're focusing on banning accounts and doing all these different things. OK, that's great. But it still just feels like it's very much about log in, stay logged in, collect these things, go turn in for these things. That's not the type of gameplay that is intriguing or enticing to me. That's not I don't want to log in to log in for the sake of logging in to collect something. That's no fun. That sucks. I don't like it. It's Boring. It's tedious. It's monotonous. All the other synonyms you can come up with for just running it on a hamster wheel in circles. Some people disagree with me and that's fair, but like, that's just not mighty of a good time. I got away from playing World of Warcraft from the, for the same sort of reason. It's not, you know, it's not specific to an Eastern MMORPG. They got their own way of doing things clearly, but it's, it's to me, another one of the same old thing, different day. And I don't care to do that anymore. I just don't. But yeah, I don't either. It feels yeah. like a mobile game at that point. It does. Like, Log in and get your little tokens, you yeah. know, and then, you know, that's it's a really funny story. So I, I do keep yeah. um, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes installed on my phone. I've been playing it for three years. It's a fun little thing. I do. I do it every day and and I do it. Log in, do my dailies, you know, and but that's all I do. I log in and I do my dailies because I've already got all the characters you can have. And now I'm just slowly working my way up. And I actually joined a new guild because the guild I was in folded over oh, the holidays. So I, I joined a new one. And I mean, guilds in mobile games are a lot different than guilds in, or at least traditionally. Well, I get into this new mm. guild, and obviously I'm the new guy there, and it's like immediately get in, I'm getting slammed with these guys want me to join Discord, and they want me to sign up for the raids and do the scheduling, and they want me to do this, 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 this. this. And I literally told one of the officers, I was like, look, I just got here. You guys do what you want to do, but I'm not going to, you know, put a Google Calendar alert for a raid in a mobile game and have you require me to be logged into oh Discord gosh, so that you can do shout outs. I was like, that ain't gonna happen. It's a mobile game. It's a mm -hmm. meant to be played in my spare time. And and he got a little pissy and he tried to call me out in public and he had like five other officers that were like, You can't do that. Like he literally was trying to kick me out of the guild in public and I was just like, What Jeez. is going on? Like, this is a mobile game. What the fuck's wrong with you? Like You just found one of the very few <laughs> Hardcore mobile players. Right. I knew they were out there somewhere. <laughs> You're like, you found one. They exist. 
I literally had made a comment about it's just a mobile game, relax, and he's like, it's not just a fucking mobile game. Um, oh shit! Yeah, triggered he was, him. He was he got triggered. Oh wow, amusing. they do exist, man. Hardcore players are everywhere for every platform. They they totally yeah. exist. You just don't always get to see them. Yeah, mostly when I logged into that mobile screen. I, mostly when I log into Arcage, when I did, I, I tried. I did give it a shot. I did. I, I did, but I couldn't get past just logging in. I literally log in and you just are like, I'm here to collect the present on the bottom left, get these keys, go to their shop, turn in the keys for no, I'm good. Thanks. It, it would be good if we it logged in and was like, boom, go check out this dungeon. Whole different yeah. story. Yeah. But that's not Something what they do. to do with the game. Yeah, right? the like, content, the world. As soon as, as soon as I log into a game and it's like, oh, here's your reward and you're this and you're that. Uh, and you're, you click down here and here's the lottery roll for this. And it's like, dude, what? this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm down with all that. Jeez. Like the Elder Scrolls Online walks a, board, a line on that. Right. But it's not intrusive. But they pop you know up I mean? with the event, which does push you to be in the world. So I'm like, it, yeah. it makes sense to me. Right. So that's one game I can like reference where it's like, I get why you're popping up. And it's only when you log in and it's not like this constant, like sort of blinking thing going off like with arcade where it's bottom left blinking little present icon every 30 minutes yeah, and big get, arrow like go click here that's what pissed that. me off about never stay in for four hours you can get eight of them the the constant yeah. purple pop-ups that it, you can't yeah. get rid of them they're just on your screen that somebody opened yeah. this loot box and got this oh, item yeah. i'm like you can only dude. turn them, if i remember they haven't changed it you could only oh, turn that no. off never winter by being a subscriber, subscriber. i think uh Dude, yeah no. it's not stop. it's like oh he got this treasure oh, he got that it's like okay it. calm down i know <laughs> now i will say this if somebody wants to do uh rewards daily logins all that kind of thing i honestly think that um the 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 best way to do that would be there's a place in the world where you go and it could look like a casino or whatever you want to do but mm -hmm. you go there and that's where you get your logins, your this and your that, and roll for the lottery and all this kind of stuff. Do it in a spot in the world. That way, if we don't want to see it, we can just not go there. And for people who do want to see it and they want to collect their daily, they can just camp right there in front of the freaking casino or whatever you want to make it and do it every time they log in and log back out. Reminds me of the like the arenas in EverQuest One. Like, if you wanted to do PvP, you went into your own little private corner and you, assuming you were on a PVE server or the Giggly Google goblins and EQs yeah. for gambling <laughs> you know they're in specific places and you're only going to hear that annoying money jingle thing if you're standing in the vicinity but otherwise right. it doesn't affect that it. makes sense that's though, exactly where i'm yeah. coming from too yep yeah oh man i'm, I'm kind of like pushing through topics because there's certain there's a couple i want to get to like it's one thing if i go in and make a video and i rant about it but it's another one we can bounce ideas around and just get i don't know just like hammer them hard because they fucking deserve it I don't know if y'all know this, but I can't stand people who lie. I, I can't stand dishonesty. It drives me nuts, right? It's not because, like, you know, I, I believe the person's a bad person of the lie or some, like, you know, moral thing like that. It's just I don't like deception in any form, period. I don't sure. like it. Um, I don't like it around me. I don't like it in people. I certainly don't like it when people try to sell you a dream and it's a big lie, like Dream World mm. or another game that we'll be talking about shortly. So we're going to get through this one. 
which is about Bill Scrolls Online. We referenced it. It's a good one to talk about. I don't know if y'all saw this or not. This is kind of like, this is a little, I'm not gonna say hype worthy. Um, some of my own community members like Cheryl and some of the others, we've been kind of like theory crafting, speculating. I am a big, I, I believe that it's gonna be either between the Breton race or the Red Guard race. We did a little thing about the Red Guard race. I think this solidly reinforces it's probably Breton. PC, was it PC Magazine? We've got it and posted in um in the uh, Elder Scrolls channel because Cheryl posted it in there earlier and it's right there on PC Gamer. I'm gonna link it in chat as well. But there we go. I feel pretty confident they did some good DD on this. I think it's solid. It's probably Breton. Because, you know, if you know about the upcoming year long adventure or whatever, they're kind of drilling it back. The world's not in peril this year. Um, really, we're just going to focus on intrigue and the alliances and expand upon the lore of one of the races. We've been like theory crafting around. I feel pretty solid. It's Breton. I think even the armor looks Breton in this cinematic. It's is their yeah. teaser. We're getting. We're getting the actual answer. It looks like we're going to be selling out to an island. Looks really cool. Um, now, if you know about the Bretons, they're like, I think they also have like lineage with like the elves. So there's like, they have magic blood, basically. They they kind of have magic in the bloodline, I think. It's kind of like the thing about Bretons to know. It's why they have affinity for, um, you know, um, magic, uh, uh, conservation stuff and MMORPG, etc. But Anyway, this little cinematic trailer looked really good. I think it's January 27th. We're going to get the answer, but I feel super confident at this point. It's it's very much going to be, I think, Breton. But I don't know if you all saw that or saw the trailer. Uh, yeah, they've been kind of it like looks sharing. amazing in 4K. I just watched it in 4K and it's Ooh. that's yeah. that trailer is pretty awesome. Visually stunning. Mm. Yeah, good suspense too. I like the way they did it they with the ship. They were on the map and they swipe it away, and right. then you know that's pretty good. I don't. I have no idea. Um, I have no idea about what it could be. I'm not uh, deep enough into ESO to really have good right. input, but whatever it is, it looks like it's exciting. And what they said the 27th, I believe, is that yeah. right? That's when they're supposed to January unveil, 27th, uh, yeah, on, on their Twitch channel. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Tell you what, though, I tell you what. I can't wait for next month. Yeah. Because freaking Elden Ring, dude. I'm even oh, playing, right. playing Dark Souls. I'm so excited. Pre-ordered it. Yeah. I, I looked at it. have you have you looked at the videos people got to play it for like long extended, like 30 no. plus hours? Oh, mm -hmm. dude, they're flipping out about how awesome it is. Really? Like they're I, see, flipping out. Oh shit. Like really? Ah. That's so good to hear. Yeah. I need a fantasy world to live in that's like a RPG, not an MMORPG. I like MMORPGs. I do, um, but it's just it's different when it's just you in the world and yeah. like a Zelda a game. Vibe. Yeah, it's a different vibe. Yeah. And I miss it because I haven't had that vibe since Breath of the Wild. Yeah, for me, me either, me either. And I and, and I it, miss it. And one thing we talked about on this show that a bunch of uh, content creators touched on uh, that got to play it for extended periods of time mm. is we were all kind of worried about these empty spaces and you know etc. I, I said that too. Yeah, know. you said that. Yeah, and and everybody like that. that I listened to uh, touched on that was like, bro, that's not the case. When there's an empty space, that means you're there's probably like an epic freaking boss nearby, and that space is for you to fight them. Um, 
So uh, yeah. they said it's full of stuff. They said every time you make it, you know, if you think of Breath of the Wild, every time you saw anything, there was some kind of secret, some kind of something, something awesome. And and that's kind of the same thing I was getting from them where they're just talking about, dude, everywhere you look, it is something cool, something new to discover. Um, and, and and another thing that Breath of the Wild did that that it didn't bother me, but it bothered some people was like, if you've seen a secret, it was a, probably a Korok seed. Right. And you already knew that you oh, see right. something bizarre. Yeah. You're like, that's, it's going to be a Korok probably, seed. Yeah. Well, there's so many things that it doesn't really feel like collecting an Elden ring is what everybody's saying. Ooh. It's because it could be a sword. It could be, it could be an interest to a dungeon. It could be, yeah, it could, it could be a crafting item. It could be, you know, you just don't know. So when you discover something, it's, it's unknown. Right. Right. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, contemplating it because part of my thing of this year is deciding what i'm putting my energy into and i'm like teeter-tottering right now on potentially just like also creating content for it and just like kind of like snapshotting things and kind of like trying something a little bit different and just like Mm -hmm. enjoying myself immersing myself in a world and just getting lost in it and I'm hoping that the game delivers because if it can deliver and it can be fun, then like I might create content around it. And I haven't yeah. done that for an RPG specifically outside of just like, Hey, I jumped in, I tried it out as some more player year or Navy video where I'm like, you know, but those aren't something, you know, I, that's different than like jumping in and going, Oh, I checked this out. I enjoyed this really cool area. Let me give you a snapshot of it if you want to, do it yourself and i've always contemplated doing that kind of stuff but it's not a branch of content creation i've explored yet and i'm hoping it's an opportunity yeah it is like breath of the wild would have been good but i wasn't in a place as a creator at the time to like do stuff like that and it was also console which made which for me makes it a little bit more logistically difficult to do that just because of the type of stuff i play and how i run my stuff um, so I'm hoping Elden Ring provides the opportunity. Um, more importantly, though, regardless of that, I just if I can immerse myself in that world like I did, like Skyrim or Breath of the Wild, I'll be really happy because I miss the single player jump in. It's my therapy. I jump in and I play it for a couple hours or so one Friday night, whether I probably not even online. It's like my own. It's my own thing that I yeah. get to go do for me. Um, I think they need to get that artist at Bethesda to help out with some boss boss uh, creation because that artist is freaking awesome, man. I oh, mean, man, those bosses yeah. from Dark Souls, etc. Yeah, or even that opening cinema scene yeah. from the original Dark Souls, dude. That's freaking good stuff, yes. like Lord of the Rings yes. type epic. You know, mm-hmm. love it. Their world creation and design is on par and a big part of that is because of the art dude it's so freaking good yeah i'm a big fan of like zelda i love because it's zelda right i grew up on zelda the world the story regardless I've, i've learned that regardless of the aesthetic art style whatever i'll love a zelda game always and I think Wind Waker was a great example of like how even I can get beyond an art style I don't like because the story is good enough. Me too. Yeah, I liked Wind Waker. I had fun with it. I it I seen it though. I was like, you know, was oh, like, oh there's some know. people going to be upset about this. I'm not a big fan of the art style either. That was me. You know what? 
know what I thought would have been cooler with with that game is if it would have done like Ocarina of Time where you turned into an adult. Oh wow! I think that would have really made that game like five hundred times better. I think it would still be like a big fan favorite right now if they would have just done that. Um, because the game mm. matured, like Ocarina of Time started out kind of whimsical and happy, and then you became an adult, and the world was screwed, and everything's darker, and you know it became it felt like an adult, a more a, for Nintendo, an adult type game. Um, True. So it, you mean it? It did, and that's what actually got me, which was so weird because yeah. I sucked it up and I played it. And then when I got to, I don't care. Spoiler alert: if you haven't played it at this point, I don't feel bad about it. Right. When I got to the point where I when you get down, you realize, oh, shit, this is like some post apocalyptic stuff, which is sick, because if you like Breath of the Wild, same vibe. Yeah, true. Right. But it was like, oh, my God, it's like a sunken Hyrule and shit. And I was like, what? It was great. It was a it was was a good vibe and I loved it. And it was epic. And I got past it. But. I'm a big fan of high fantasy, not so much yeah. Eastern MMORPG style or even like a Final Fantasy game, high fantasy. But like. I like that grittier stuff, you get yeah. it with like the Hobbit movies, you get it with like Lord of the Rings movies, you get it with like Dark Souls. And yes. I, I like this, like lots of ambient lighting and just like little gritty. The world's a little dangerous and you can see it and you know, but like it feels lived in. It doesn't feel cookie. It That's my jam, man. And so Elden ring has that visual style to it. And, and that's what I've always liked about the elder scrolls games in general too. They've always had that darker kind of element of grit to it. That's in there. So and not everything's yeah, people, clean. I, I like it. I like it when you're not treated so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, you know, and that's teach their own. But like uh, games like Elder Scrolls, especially like Morrowind, where like, you know, people hate your guts. You know what I mean? Like they don't trust you. Yeah. You're just some random dude. Yeah. Like, you know, I like that, dude. Like, yeah. that's how it would be. You know what I mean? Like people would just would you, be like, huh? oh, it's the hero of Valdendor. Uh, I heard of your exploits. Like, you know, like you're just some dude and, and they wouldn't trust you. And, you know, right. they, they, they throw you under the bus if they got the you're chance. A, I like that. You ever have that happen and you're kind of like going, I don't know, homie. I don't think news travels that fast in this yeah. world. That just <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened. I'm pretty sure it's 10 clicks that way. You just opened your shop. how that happen? In fact, I think I defeated the monster when it was like two in the morning for you. Weren't yeah. you sleeping? I don't think you know. I don't which, think you know. Which on that subject, I've been doing this new series where I'm playing Skyrim. I'm clipping them up, right? Nice, because I just, nice. I just want to show the funny stuff, right? I want you to see what happened to get to that point. But like, uh, dude, Skyrim's a really good game for like just – some really random, like unbelievable, like you just sometimes can't believe it. You're like, this wasn't scripted and it actually really did happen like that. Right. You know, uh, and I'm hoping for some of that in Elden Ring. I'm hoping we get a little bit of that, like the AI is smart enough for like these unscripted events that that just happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So our next discussion i'm gonna give you a twofer here's the mmorpg link here's my youtube video i really want to express that uh i don't usually do the type of thumbnails where i just troll somebody right 
but I did it. I had my thumbnail guy make it. I was like, I want you to take this tool, put his face on it. I'm even going to call this the soul born savior. Caspian Chronicles of Illyria. That's right. His name, his face. Like the righteous savior of the soul. I like down. that. Thank you. I, I was like, just it's it's my it's basically me <laughs> popping him in the face with a handful of baby powder with words. Yeah, yeah. So I went and saw the news post because I've been covering Chronicles of Illyria. From my perspective, it's a good case study. With all the stuff going on with Kickstarter games, with game development, with the legal issues going on, you can expand upon this and talk Blizzard. You could talk all the things. I mean, hell, Chronicles even talking about blockchain and, and NFTs and all that. They talked about that previously, too. They've been super quiet. I could I, I ranted a little bit about it. Right. I've got a video coming up. I got two videos being de developed right now that one I'm working on. Hopefully I'll have out by the weekend. Um, I put together 17 pages of info on what I'm calling a consumer case study, talking mm. about one person who's bought a lot of things, going through the timelines. I got another one talking timelines, why it's important. Caspian should actually do a settlement for these people and everything, right? Number one, number one bit of information I pulled up, spoiler alert, is in the March 25th, 2020, right? When they pulled the, when he decided to pull the plug, laid staff off and all that. Yeah. Did you, did you know, did you realize that there was like, a, this is a conflicting thing that I think is going to be potentially the reason he's going to be held accountable. I don't know for sure, but the Kickstarter never outlines that they were going to need additional funding. In fact, that this, that they had it funding that this was going to be supplemental to it in the reason he pulled the plug post on news. He states they were look, they're going to need to look for it. And this was, this was to get a demo that the Kickstarter was to pr produce a demo so that they could then get uh, additional funding to actually fully fund the, sh uh, fund the By game. The way, I called that years ago when that right. came, when that news came out, that was yeah. like a, a, a less, yeah. I think it was less than two years after yep. Kickstarter. Right. He made the announcement. Well, mm -hmm. actually, no, that's not all the money we need. That was just for a tech demo. Buddy. So that we could get investors. Homie. That's fraud. Yes. I mean, that's, that's fraud. Yes. Is what yeah. that is. Um, right. And so this could be the first Kickstarter case where, right. um, apologies, I had to get a loss no from my throat. Um, this could be the first Kickstarter case where it actually goes to court and we see somebody actually get their comeuppance for being a scammy piece of shit. Yeah, you know, I basically. mean, I, I believe this is the greatest scam starter of our time. Mm. In my opinion, I truly believe this. There's no evidence that supports otherwise. There is way more evidence at this point and conflicting information that supports the fact that this dude scanned people. You're like, yeah, but he had people hired. Yeah, but he paid himself $233.9,000. Yeah, but hang on a second, though. A big portion of that money was used, and I don't know, you've researched it more than me, so maybe you can tell me maybe this was in the um, Kickstarter or somewhere in their like, funding something or the other, but a big part of that 200 and some K was for uh, hookers and blow. I mean, it's important for development <laughs> that you you know, get a, <laughs> get a little bit of that in there, so... Damn. He, can't, he can't give the money back Shit. unless he tracks down the hookers and blow. Uh, oh, yeah. You, know. you got to ask for his money back. 
Restitution. Allegedly. The word on the street is. <laughs> this, Allegedly. Yeah. And, and, you know, to all the people, and I'm piggybacking off of my own content here, but I'm, I'm sorry. This, this, is an, this is a situation I will never, ever, for the rest of my life, like, leave an opportunity to just give this guy a good old classic you know what i mean <laughs> because in my opinion he deserves it i don't i i view this person as someone who's a classic narcissist who hasn't apologized and hasn't owned anything because he doesn't care he doesn't have the empathy to care yeah, he doesn't care yeah in He's my still- opinion I think he still believes that he's the one that's getting treated bad. Oh, I they, believe so. Because yeah. a narcissist would, by the way, yeah. too. So, yes, there's there's an important component here. <clears throat> Anytime you see someone make a claim that what they're doing is for the benefit of the community. Dude. And the community's not the one benefiting from it. That right there is mm-hmm. narcissist 101. Mm-hmm. It's, yes. it's all about me. Woe mm-hmm. is me. Oh, and by the way, everything I'm doing, I'm doing all this for you. It's for the community. It's for all of you. But all their actions are are reflecting another reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic case of, of you know, my in my opinion, open shut case of, of that happening. Right. Um, salaries are a very important thing when it comes to startups because mm-hmm. – and I may have mentioned on the show it might have been when we were talking privately or during D or something but i've always looked at what um bill gates has had to say about startups and basically until you have a launched product no one should be drawing more than a fifty thousand dollar a year salary nah, man. and no one should be taking vacations what's needed um, only only what's needed to get the product to the finish line then you get to become rich and make your profits right when it but launches and it's successful yes yeah. Well, until Once that you point, you need it to be able to, like, because guys like Caspian, yeah, he's not the only one who's out there drawing hundred thousand dollar year salaries on a little independent startup project. You know, they get big heads and they they say to themselves, "Oh, we're we're important people. We're we're and it, it's really bad with quote unquote upper management and people who want to give themselves fancy titles like, oh, I'm an executive producer or I'm the lead programmer. I'm the creative director blah 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 and i'm going to give myself a hundred thousand dollars a year why i mean that's personal enrichment which can be considered fraud from a you know certain point of view and yeah that has to be argued in court right sure um but personal enrichment is a big no-no um yeah when it comes to startups a real a real creator right Right. a real creator all they want is enough money to support themselves and their family if they have one and to do what they love to do that's all they want if they get rich doing what they love then that is just a bonus right Mm -hmm. like uh, the any anybody who actually enjoys creating anything art uh novels you know anything uh they they're not looking get rich most of them that's why sometimes developers actually get ripped off i mean they get paid true shammy you know poor man salary yeah. because they're okay with it because they they're they happy. adjust their lifestyle so they can afford to live with that income because they're happy doing what they like to do right there's a there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh there's actually a lot of uh, uh those kind of like uh being a pilot for example shockingly low uh salary you know um, money that you have to pay to get your license yes yeah they do it for the love of flying that's what they want to do you know and you know i just feel like anytime you look at something like yeah i'm gonna pay myself this 
huge, ridiculous, absorbent amount, especially on an unlaunched product that is living off of the community. That's pretty ugly, right? Wanna, like, yeah, and I just want to say that hookers and blow clip in chat. I'm going to enjoy turning that into a short and tagging it into the game Chronicles of Illyria on YouTube when it's posted. Uh, will there be legal repercussions for that? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not out. too worried about it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I think they got bigger fish to fry. You might get a cease and desist, but listen. Yeah. I'm not ceasing or desisting on what I said. It's true. And he it might be in there, dig through. He might have even I, said that that was part of the, you know, we're trying to, we're expanding our team, we're adding, you know. Well, you're saying it could have been. You're not, you're not saying it's. Yeah, I don't know if it is or not. You're just saying, no I'm, you're just saying it could have been in there. It could have been like, it could have been a game that was made and launched as an MMORPG too. Could have been. Right. That's the beauty of words like coulda, shoulda, woulda, might, maybe. You know, I don't, I don't see him getting as much hate though. I find this interesting. Mm. You know, everybody's pretty mad at him for obviously scammy things, but mm-hmm. I don't see him getting as much directed, focused hatred at the fact that he's releasing a game that isn't what he said, right? Like, so yeah. like Camelot Unchained right. and they released whatever it's yeah. called that nobody cares about, whatever, um, yeah. Ragnarok or whatever it's called. Uh, they got focused hatred at that, right? Right. I think it's because they have a lot smaller community and yeah. it's not a veteran developer doing it. It's some schmuck who came up out of nowhere on kickstarter and so he doesn't that's a good have, point he doesn't have a 30 year yeah i've looked at his i've looked at his i've looked at his uh his developer experience too it's not it it's not what you need in my opinion to make something of that scale period and, and the majority of the people that were involved in the project to begin with weren't either just saying you can do and the I wanna, real quick before we move on i yeah. am not hating on mark jacobs i actually have a lot of respect for that guy mm-hmm. i like him a lot his decisions or whatever, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not going to stand behind him either. Uh, but yeah, not white knight. I just want to say, I got a lot of respect for the guy. I think Mark Jacobs is a, a he, really he's talented. Done a lot of, yeah, he's done some pretty, I mean, very in, influential things for this genre. If we talk about RPGs, I mean, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, I mean, it's, it's too bad we couldn't have gotten. Uh, it's too late, in my opinion, now. Yeah. But it's too bad that we couldn't have gotten some of these uh, awesome people to work on one pro- one indie project together. Right. Mark Jacobs, Brad McQuaid, um, wow. uh, Richard Garriott. Jeez. That would have been insane. Right. And you notice I did not mention Smedley, but I still have a <laughs> I, I still have a little bit of respect for that guy because you know uh, he did some horrible things, but also he also did some really good things that we wouldn't have if it wasn't for him. You know yeah. what I mean? Also, mm. I think a lot of people forget his friendship with Brad, like giving brad a job like after you know bringing him back to sony after things that's something a friend does like yes and and so for better or for worse whether we agree with smedley's decisions on certain games you got to give him credit for his integrity to stand by his real life friends yeah he brought despite failures we would have never got to play vanguard if Mm -hmm. smedley wouldn't have brought him in under the back under and you know that that takes you know, Smedley probably had to pull a lot of strings there, if you think about it, because Brad had left to make his own company to compete with right. their upcoming MMO and now come back because, uh, you know, Microsoft's, uh, you know, decided they don't care about MMOs. So pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good thing he did there, right? Dude, I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to tell you, man, I, I look at the and the, the reason I brought up uh, Chronicles of Valeria is like uh, they released a news post in about six months now since they did their last one. And it is just 
the most repetitive. It's the same old. It's classic Caspian is what I'm calling it at this point. It's let me make a really long post. This is literally classic Caspian. I, it, okay. We're going to I'm just going to be like hashtag classic Caspian. I'm going to start using it every time sure. I post a bit video. This is it. This is classic Caspian. It's like, Sam, can you really go call somebody and say he has narcissistic tendencies? What gives you the reason to be able to do that? I don't know. I hold two licenses as a mental health counselor and I diagnose people for a living. I'm not saying that's a diagnosis. I'm just saying some stuff stands out and you can kind of pick it out. So I know I can't be too far off watching the videos. I've seen enough stuff, right? I can't, I can't, I can't um, diagnose him. I'm not his counselor. I don't work with him or anything, but I can tell you with 15 years of mental health experience, I know what narcissism looks like. That's all I can say. I know the characteristics and the traits. They're there. And classic Caspian, also classic narcissism, if you are playing the smoke and mirrors game, is you regurgitate the same thing as many different versions or ways of wording as you possibly can in order to get people to think it's new, different, not the same. So you can sell them on the BS, the vision, whatever it is. He did it, and I'm recognizing he did it in the videos from Kickstarter and the development videos, and it was there. And I feel bad in a way that I wasn't monitoring MMORPGs and game development in the way that I used to be, or that I am now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that I didn't back then as I am now. I just, I've learned more and I'm able to like engage and focus on things more now than I was then. But I wish I would, because I would have so been calling this shit out. Because it's so freaking like, obvious and apparent and when you go and you do a historical perspective and look over all the data the videos the posts and the new stuff that's actually still out there and you can look at it for me it cringes me the fuck out because it was super obvious for me for me maybe not most people but for me and i've been putting so much information and data together and i'm hoping that it provides a really good case study you know, because this is, in my opinion, this is the reason that those two knuckleheads that launched that Dreamworld game on Kickstarter did that, too. They saw what worked and they tried to replicate it. And they're not the only ones. There have been so many games that have gone to Kickstarter that have been basically just modeling themselves after this, what I believe to be scam starter. Yeah. You I know? mean, that one guy, though, I mean... His girlfriend left him. His <laughs> You're right. Child, There's you so know, many like, other things. I just I need to be more considerate of that. Yeah. I mean, he was having a rough time. <laughs> You're you right. I, I need to I need to be I need to be a little more considerate. No, I don't. I no. don't. And neither does no. anybody else. Neither does anybody else. This though is my main takeaway. Here is. Things like this, we do, in my opinion, need to have there needs to be more red tape. There needs to be more accountability for developers, for people that are collecting any money in their development for a game of any kind. There needs to be something more in place to safeguard the consumers. And I don't think that there's nearly enough. And I'm hoping that this will provide a really great case study that, you know, I think. uh, is, Is much needed. Um, and hopefully this will be a legal case study as well 
on, on legal like precedents that will hopefully be set in the near future because boy, I feel like we need them sooner than later with the way things are going right now. Things yeah. are sprouting up so fast all around us. And there's, and you know, the, the main casualty here was the future developers who actually were going to try to do a product or project that was legit. Nice. And now it's more difficult for them to even pitch their product because immediately now we look at it and we're looking for signs of a scam, right? Like immediately. It's knee-jerk reaction now. And it's thanks to him. It's almost, almost, he, Caspian, yeah. the shady ghost, is the one that actually <laughs> broke that that bridge. You know? Caspian, the shady ghost. <laughs> I love it, dude. All we need yeah. now is some really talented artist to just get us a nice artistic rendering of, of Caspian, the shady ghost, <laughs> basically. I would make it an emote on my channel if I had the skill to do emotes, but I don't. Yeah, let him get a couple more grand and uh, he'll ghost us again. I mean, oh, man. That whole news. Anyway, back on point with the rants aside, that whole news post was just regurgitated. Bullshit. Regurgitated BS that he's been spinning over and over and over and over and over for years now. And he actually had the audacity to post expected delivery timelines and dates and he even put coe 2024 although in fairness it did say estimated estimated yes estimated. i was about to say that estimated dates but the, but that's the thing right estimated dates aside dates just mean hope that's all he's doing he's like let me give you hope i'm like the fact that i even saw that that was the most laughable thing was that he put dates on the thing I was like estimated or otherwise like dude he'll do this yeah he's in my opinion it's just to stay out of jail what can i do to keep spinning these wheels and i said it in my video and i'm gonna say it here too this is what i believe to be the tactic that you use to get people to tap out tap out give up like the poor people who backed oath i i backed oath for 50 along with plenty of other people. But if you go look at that game's Discord, no one's touching the d discussion anymore. I'm one of the last people I know who even talked about it. Was that one that got privately funded or no? Is that a different one? No, but that's the one, if you remember, that the there was a team in the UK that was doing uh, work, a studio there. I forget the name of the studio. I'm sorry. Um, Cryfu. Was it Cryfu? Oh. he did the video on it and he talked to the developers of that studio who were calling them out for not paying them and they had a game they had the alpha that was supposed to be going out uh allegedly by the end of 2019 i think that never happened and it never happened then all of 2020 went by and we were in 2021 and that discord i'm still in it i did back it to be fair i didn't necessarily think that it really was going to be like the next great mmorpg or anything but I was like, it could be something to play till the game I'm looking forward to comes out. I have people in the community that wanted to play it. It was something we could do together. Long and short of it is I threw 50 down. I was like, I mean, I get in on the off with some of my homies and maybe we can play it, right? I do not believe I'll ever see that again. The Discord still exists. It's exclusive to people who backed. If you left, you can't get in. No one responds to you on there. They're complete radio silence the last thing they said was at the end of january 2019 i think 
Mm-hmm. I could easily look to confirm this right now. And that last statement was, let me go to news. As we speak, I'm looking. Yep. Sorry, January 1st, 2020. Whatever. The big post was 10-30-2019. And that essentially was that they are still working on the game due to the things that have been going on in the media. They're going to kind of like just focus on it, right? Whatever. Do it on their own. Let us know. I don't think we're ever going to hear from them. Maybe they're still working on it, though. Maybe, but there's like absolutely nothing. No discussion from the developers. Nothing on social media. Nothing on Discord since January 2020. Nothing, dude. Mm. Zero. And so I believe what he's been attempting to do is just keep rolling this till people basically tap out and just give up paying attention to it. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. They find away. some other distraction. Yeah. Like they get excited about another game. They go spend their money there. They don't even care anymore because they can get in on this one now. That's what I think is the goal and game plan. Problem is there's this legal thing going on. So someone's going to have to answer for that. Some, something's going to happen there. There's at least a few people who are going to get legal recompense. I believe so. And I genuinely believe it's very well-deserved. I'm hoping that this will be one of the things that happens to sort of like really serve as a catalyst to protect more consumers in scenarios yeah, some, like this. Somebody's yeah. going to be made an example of. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it's just got to happen. I think Lord it should Justin be Caspian. I do too. One I'd like to see be the example, but, you know, we don't True. get to make those in a perfect world or in a world where maybe our hopes and dreams come to pass, this is one of my hopes. My hopes, and it would be a very satisfying thing, is to see justice. And I guess the Holy Avenger. <laughs> Avenger Paladin. Yeah, there's okay. your vengeful Paladin coming out. Yeah. yeah, it is a little bit. Yeah, I didn't. It really isn't everything I do. I didn't realize how much it's there until I read through that. And I was like, oh shit, this has been me for like long ass time. So D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, taught you something about yourself. It did. It helped to reinforce uh, upon, uh, yeah, helped me to recognize that uh, as much as people may not like the Holy Lightbringer, sorry, that really is who I am as a human being. (laughs) It is. People can talk Dark Sim all they want to, but Dark Sim's really just Holy Avenger Sim, I think. Call it what you want. Anyway, are we ready to talk about this one? This is our final talk for the day. All right, let's do it. Oh, boy. This game in development. Now, I do not plan to do videos on this, but I do want to rant about it here. All right. I used to be one of the content creators for this game. Now, this game's called Embers Adrift. However, this game used to be called something different. And it's actually how I met Renfell. This game used to be called Saga of Leucemia. There's a book back that down there that I've read too, which Renfell actually wrote in the universe of Saga of Leucemia. The world that's embers adrift started out as now there are reasons that renfield probably won't be able to chime in on certain things and there's certain things i'm just not going to hit on too due to uh being privileged information that i was under nda for 
But I can just say this. They're doing everything currently that I always say don't do when you're releasing your game, right? Lack of vision in the video presentation. Lack of vision is the number one thing that I, I just don't see the vision for this game. What the hell does Embers Adrift mean? I can't see it. All I see is you go and look at this MMORPG article and it just frames that narrative perfectly. So I'm giving MMORPG.com a shout out on this because they did such a good job of in this discussion, you know, uh, trailer that they're kind of exploring. They, they literally outline what I mean by the quotes right here. You must discover the path for yourself as the voiceover in the trailer says makes this prominent and sets the stakes for those who might play as does the rediscover discovery. What the hell does that even mean? This triggers me because you're not selling me on the vision of what this is. What's the narrative? What's the world? Why am I here? What are we doing? I, this is the, this is the problem, right? It's another MMORPG that's getting launched that I just don't understand why I would even want to bother. It doesn't look innovative. It doesn't look interesting for me. I don't know what the vision is. I don't know what the narrative is. I don't know what the reason for me to, 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 jump into this game is even why why would i even want to do it from a graphic standpoint it doesn't it's not phenomenal it's decent it, it feels it could, yeah it could be passable though you know like it could be passable if we had um you know some lore and we had yes. some uh you know like i can deal with that it's that would enough, be the right? reason to be interested now the animations would need work yeah. big time, and you'll see that all through the comments. Everybody, you know, um, and and I would be okay with the animations being the way they are if that was in development, and that's not the intended product. But if you go read the responses, uh, it seems like they're saying like this is what it is like, what? until we make more money, right? Um, mm. So, yes. Oh, Renfield's looking just, itchy. No, I'll, I'll let let's... I'll let you say it because it's it's better if you say it than if I say it because then I don't get in any trouble. Yeah, and I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not repeating anything Renfield's told me. I'm just saying if you read these comments, yeah. Um, so there's a problem here because here, yes. how are you going to make more money? That's what I want to know, right? Like, so you can't yes. want this is not the time and age. If you'd have done no. this ten years ago, maybe even five, right. maybe you might have got away with this, right? But you can't. You can't release an MMO in 2022. Whatever, or is yeah. that what they're saying? Whatever. Whenever. Yeah. This is only going to get worse from here. So the no, further yeah. in the future you go, the harder it's going to be to pull this off. You can't just say, here's a crappy product that's half-baked. Now give us money and we'll make it good. Dude, nobody wants to do that and pay you uh, for your early access or your whatever anymore. Those days are gone. That People trampled them. You know, humans did what humans do. We took a, a something that could have been wholesome and good, and we trampled and spat and crapped all over it, and now it's just dirt. Nobody wants to deal with it anymore. Mm -hmm. So you know, if you're the the and and, and you know, in some ways, I'm I'm like kind of embarrassed for them because it's like, um, yeah, I'm beyond that though. To be fair, but good on you, dude. 
Yeah, I kind of I just feel yeah. embarrassed for him because uh, you know I, I get it. I get you didn't it. listen. I, I'm sorry, if go I, ahead. If, if I ignore extra stuff right and i just didn't know anything and i just am reading this right and i'm like well you know they still have the funding they don't have the money and they got to find it somehow um i would recommend that they start actually yeah organically oh, growing God. their community and develop the game right like somebody oh, that works there needs that they don't have a front man okay Pantheon has Java. Every every major MMO player has a frontman, right? And they right. don't have one. And mm-hmm. they and they're not trying to make one, it doesn't seem like. It and doesn't. so who is Stormhaven Studios? I don't know. It's uh that girl, I see her a lot, and she's right. a likable person. Hello's uh, nice. I know her. I know yeah. Hello. Uh, part of why but, I'm not even touching this outside of the show, because I'm just like, I don't wanna real talk, I don't wanna shit on homies project. That's why. Because she's yeah, and part it, it, of it, and I don't want to shit on the project. Yeah, because I like her as a person. Yeah, and I and I used to be a part of it, and thought it had look. I felt like it was very specific, you know. And I've told Renfell this too, you know. I didn't see it as being a massive MMORPG, but I saw it being an MMO that like I could hop into. Because Saga of Leucemia was like this game that had a that sort of a, had very much a D and D sort of element to it, which I thought was really interesting which set it apart, which was, which by the way, was part of the presentation, which was part of the selling of the vision. I had an idea of what was going on, what the expectation was, why, what would be interesting and different about it. That made it unique, right? Cause I knew I could jump in there on a weekend specifically. I knew it wasn't one of these things where you're going to jump in. You could just go do a, qu- a bunch of fetch quest sort of stuff. And you know, you literally were going to jump in with your homies and consider that this quest you were going on was kind of like a campaign, like D&D. Like you get started and you potentially have to be going. You might have to t- stop and pick back up together at that point later to continue the journey. You weren't just going to go it alone for the most part because you probably weren't going to be able to make it. You needed people. That was interesting because yeah. the focus it, on needing people. And back when it was Saga, right? Back when it was Saga. Back when it was the, Saga. The, the kind of feel was that mm-hmm. even if you did log in, your friends weren't there. Maybe you would just go to a tavern or somewhere yeah. in a town where it's safe, and you would try to find people. Interaction, yes. And and like you know, and it would it would force interaction, right? Because yes. you'd be like, "You're here, I'm here. Obviously, you need people. Yes. I need people. Let's let's do something together." Totally. And you know, not to say you had to have a full group, but you know, yeah. just help, right? And then companions. go out and see what you can do with yeah. what you got. Um, yes. And now. Uh, if you read some of the information, you know, you never know what's marketing gobbledygook and what's actually what they're actually designing. But it, I, I couldn't help but hear them talking about, oh, you know, uh, you can solo if you want to. Uh, you can this, you can that, you can do, you know, and it's like, dude, you either you've destroyed the vision, right? Right. Or it's generic. It's, it's one of the two, man. Either you've ruined it. Or you're just talking marketing, you know, and, and it actually is still a hardcore, you know, I don't know. But either way, not a good look. You need to pick a side. Yeah. Stick with it. And you need to have a community uh, around you. All yeah. of those are important. Yes. I, yeah. I, I, community. I, I do want to address, address something in chat real quick. Yes. And I, I did chat this there. Uh, I did type it out. It, it's not. It's the same world. It's a completely no. – 
here's the ironic thing, and I can say this without getting into any trouble right. because it's completely public knowledge. True. Out of the out of the people who are currently Stormhaven Studios, there are only two people. Two. I'm not gonna name names. There are only two people. If you go back, you'll find out who they are. There are two people there on the team right now who were there in the very beginning. Actually, excuse me, one person, only one, mm-hmm. because the one who is an artist didn't come on board until late 2014 because I found him through DeviantArt. So there is one person mm-hmm. on the team. I'm not going to name names. It's the person who is promoting themselves as one of the faces right now. That individual has been there since the beginning. Um, there is no one else on the team who has been there since day one. So all of – here's the the fun thing. Complete different world, but they're still using a lot of the design elements that were created by myself as the master design documents. Boy, and there are legal reasons for that because the way we had everything set up, you know, anything I did for Stormhaven Studios was the property of Stormhaven Studios. Sure. But what's being promoted right now, and I can say this with I should be able to say this without getting into any trouble. What's being promoted right now is not it's not the same game, even though it does share a lot of the core elements that i designed for saga leucemia it is a completely new world now um that's the answer to that um Mm. the answer to what nathan was talking about and i'm not full disclosure this does not come from me you can go check this out in the youtube comments it's public Public knowledge yeah there are press releases that have been made by an individual on that team which state very specific things but then when you read the comments being made in the youtube videos those comments are completely contradicting what the press release has stated in regard to you know i hesitate to say it Um, i don't want that man yeah it's 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 not a it is what it is you know but that's something that other people have picked up on um, Nathan mentioned it at the beginning, beginning of his rant, you know, saying that you don't have money to work on, you know, to to fix something when a press release has stated that it, it's fully funded. Like, yeah, that's what's going on there. Like, um, and again, f- that's not me. Full disclosure, because no, I that's public info anything you're I, sharing. And yes, anything I say can and will be used against me in a court of law because there is an active arbitration case going oh. on. So I have to be sure. careful about things like that. This that's is all not stuff me saying that's that. On, I mean, you can today go and you can see this info. So that's that's coverage, man. That's that's coverage. If it's out there in the public, right? You could talk about that, right? Even if, you know, that's that's the thing. That's the beautiful thing about like stuff that could or couldn't be privileged information potentially is when it becomes public knowledge, you can talk about it. So some of the things that are happening now that I, I know I couldn't talk about now and I'm not confirming what those things are, I can talk about now because it's been public knowledge and it wasn't under NDA. And I can tell you this, back when the info came out, remember I made a video. Because I like had been, a, yeah, it had been a year, which is like almost a year ago when I made this video now, coming up a few months, nine months ago, something like that, roughly. Um, I saw the article and someone, hey, Sim, didn't you follow Saga or whatever? That's when I found out Renfell and brother weren't there anymore. And I was like, what? That's the guy with the vision for the game. What do you mean? They didn't, they were super ambiguous. I ended up getting hit up by one of the individuals you're probably talking about homies that were sort of running the show at the time talking to me about it. I, I did a very, they, you know, I heard this from everybody involved. You did a very neutral thing. 
why am I ranting and sounding a little more biased now than I did then? And here's why. Because the feedback I gave to the individuals at the time, I was like, these are going to be important things to address before you get to where we're at right now. Because if you don't address them, they're going to be a problem. Guess yeah. what? Didn't address any of them. I'm calling it now. This is bad. This is going to be bad for the game. It's going to be bad for the launch. Probably going to be bad from a legal perspective, too. I would assume, based on what I know, this can't be good. There are definitely... There, I mean, based you never know, know with legal cases. Yeah, there's. you never know with legal cases. Right. But there's, 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 it's not just the arbitration stuff yeah. that we have. My brother and I have stuff that's ongoing with them. There's also other people. And again, full disclosure, because anything I say can and will be used against yeah. me. I, I am... You can go find this information in the public. It's on the MMORPG.com forums. It's on their Discord. It's on Website their YouTube. It's, it's it's all over the internet if you go digging and you want to look. Um, <clears throat> there are people who have, have – um, actually, and I could say this because I'm not naming any names. I was recently approached by um, uh, an individual who works on uh, uh, Project Gorgon, who's a programmer there. Oh, right. And we were talking about some stuff, and he yeah. was telling me how he and all of his buddies backed the game, and then – Damn. The stuff that went down went down, and he's like, "We tried to get answers, and we were met with complete silence." Yeah, and eventually just got to the point where we just walked away because it's not the it's not the same anymore, and and we never got answers. And there's a YouTube comment on one of I think it's on the trailer video where somebody actually mentions mm -hmm. how they left a whole bunch of feedback for the team in emails Ooh. and everything else, and the official response was. Well, the person who's who that information was sent to is probably no longer with the company, and everything has changed, so you should talk to us on our forums, discords, and everything else. But if you look at the timeline, that individual was asking for information mm. during a time period when I was not involved with answering emails and stuff. So the and I, I can say this too because I, I feel – and Nathan actually brought this up to me, I think, one day because um, there was a uh, piece at, I want to say, maybe massively that went out. And it was like an end of the year MMORPG post. Yeah. And they are, it's continually being promoted that that I, that my brother and I abandoned the project. That's the wording that massively OP loves to use. And I've never – I'm not going to worry about it. They're a very tiny website with a very tiny amount of traffic, and it doesn't <laughs> matter the grand scope of things. But what – what is frustrating from a personal standpoint is when a rhetoric is repeated, that's not true. Yeah. Um, and, and it's been allowed to persist because certain individuals don't want to correct the record because they're okay yeah. with that making me look bad. Cause it makes them look good. Yeah. And to to be repeatedly... fair, I can confirm based on my own, but also based on public info that stuff over at massively is not, on, no, on this topic been. is not is not accurate. By yeah, the way. Correct, and and it's just rumors and stuff like that. And so it's always frustrating when I people say people see people say that oh Tim and Joey abandoned the project. That is not what happened. Yeah, it's, we've are we've come out and addressed that multiple times, but yet this still persists from a certain um, mm -hmm. section of the internet community. Right. But it is what it is at this point. Like I said, the important thing is for people to understand that it is in no way, shape, or form anything remotely related to Saga Leucemia, other than the fact that many of the design elements being used 
harken back to the design elements that I created for Saga Leucemia, but it's a completely different world. Yes. Um, um, character models have been updated a little bit. Um, they have, from what I've seen, most of what they're using in-game right now appears to be original stuff that they've created, um, apart from store-bought assets from the Unity store. Um, right. So, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with Saga Lucim anymore, which is unfortunate for all the people who pre-ordered <laughs> that and got signed books. So what you pre-ordered um, for? Well, that's that's the other part of the question. Do they get their money back, too, is what I'd want to know yes, if I was a consumer. I don't know the, the answer to that. The, but... the other part of the legal thing yep. that's going on is there are people who have said, I paid for this. I'm not getting this. Right. And according according to Vision. the federal government, that's you fraudulently took my money and didn't give me a product. Mm -hmm. So there's, I don't know. Again, public knowledge. You can go look yep. this up on YouTube. I, it's, oh, it's all out there, man. Me. Yeah. Um, so there's multiple things going on. Who knows when I, whether any of that stuff will ever have um, resolution in the legal yeah. system. I, I got to say too, when they were, so after those articles came out and they started making those public announcements, some of which actually were, I think, deleted too. But yes. they, yeah, I can't remember exactly which ones, but I know they posted some stuff and then they ended By up the way, deleting them. I, thank you for saying that because one of the most important things is when there's an active ongoing case, deletion of evidence is like, that's like 101 uh -huh. you don't do. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Right. So um, there, there is this other point too. And it's they posted on their website that so they posted on their website like these like narrative blurbs and this is just this is just me as a as a human who could be interested in the game talking out loud like storyline i don't i don't know man they're like these little it's almost like journal entries or something but yeah. not even really done in a way that may like I'm just like, what? Like, it doesn't really make sense why I'm reading these here. Who posted them? It's just really strange. And that's the same vibe I'm getting from the video. Because it's like the setting around the mysteries of the Ember. What does that even mean? Like, you got to expand on that a little bit, right? This whole, it's like catchphrasey sort of stuff. Like, oh, look, embers like, oh, it's a cool word. People like it. Look at the sparkling crackles off of a fire sort of thing. Like people like that stuff. Right. People like that. Ashes of creation. People like rising from the ashes and embers and stuff. Um, And then it's like. There's there's this really strange like narrative about embers and be a light in the dark. And I, I guess that's what triggers me. It's like, don't go, don't go taking Lightbringer shit and trying to make it sound all super cool. And like, you know what I mean? It's like using cool words and phrases, but it means nothing because you don't tell me about a vision or, or like unify these narrative components in a way that even gives me a snapshot of what the story is even about. There's nothing. Yeah. But even though we don't really understand like the name or anything, you do gotta kind of admit that the name Embers Adrift is pretty, pretty defining of what I it feels like is happening, right? Like I don't think they're talking about us. We're not the Embers Adrift. They are, right? Like that's the way I feel. Like you guys are just at the wind's mercy right now. You know, like whatever blows, you're going there. Because, oh my gosh! Uh, no, you did it. You made sense of the narrative. They're the they're the Embers. Embers Adrift. Adrift. 
We're the so ones definitely not catching that. Hopefully our embers, their embers land on us. That's what they're at. Or blow past me in my, my situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah. It's uh, just, look, oof. some people it's don't a need a story, but it's, but it is important in my opinion, especially, especially if you're a smaller game, you're not like a triple A studio. You're, you're working on a budget. It, it seems like, I don't know that the, I don't even know what's expected to launch, right? So I'm hoping in the future, I think we're probably going to be revisiting this. I'm going to make a guess, educated guess, that it's all going to be missing the, the goalposts all the way up until launch. It's going to be ambiguous. It's not going to be super like, it's not going to synergize. It's not going to make a whole lot of sense. It's well, going to be catchphrasy and wordy. Right, and supposedly they're shooting for an early 2022. According to the press releases, if if those are accurate, which other people have called into question, not me. Again, read the YouTube comments. Sure. Um, you know, there were statements made about early to mid 2022. Um, yeah, jeez, dude. And to be honest, I think they have to. So whatever, wherever the game is at that point, it's what you're getting, well, that's was, what we're that, gonna get. It was literally stated in the YouTube comments, like the animation comment. Yeah, um, exactly. All all the comments around the animations and and the the individual who's managing the YouTube account stating that they are what they are, and more than likely the game is going to be launching in that state. So it sounds like they are committed to just whatever they've got is what has to go out sure um, i mean you're gonna have to launch it but i'm like dude if this is i hope this is I, i'm just gonna put this out there i hope that pre-orders of the game or orders of the game or people paying to get in on this isn't what is going to be required to develop the game further because if it is i have serious concerns you're going to be able to go any further than that yeah and well, if I, I remember refer back to the press statements, yes, because they, they stated that they didn't need any more money. And yeah. wasn't there a point too about that post launch, the community is going to help to determine what the content is. Yeah, sure. That was another press release that stated Vision. that mm. it's all based on what the community wants us to yeah. develop. We will develop the monsters you want. I told you guys, you I told you guys, the developers oh. of the embers adrift, whatever, wherever hey. the wind blows. Maybe yeah, that's where we're going. It's where that's not good. That's not good, right? No. Like the community's mm -hmm. wrong a lot of the times. Like sometimes <laughs> they're right. Sometimes you need to listen, right? But yeah. sometimes they're wrong, dude. And the developer has to be the one to see that the right. like, eh. and you have to be close to your community to be able to do that too. You can't, Which, you know, like yes, Blizzard. You know, that's an example where the developers thought they knew better than the community. Yeah. Uh, Classic WoW is the best example where you think you want it, but you don't. Um, when actually, yeah, people did want it. And right. it, was, it you know, but, but also that's just because they weren't nowhere near attached to their community. Um, right. Uh, the, Disconnect. This is an absence of a, of a developing community, in my opinion. Like, yeah. But you can't just blow wherever your community wants you to go, right? Mm -hmm. Community will be aggravated at a raid fight that, you know, the game's launched and it's one month deep and they haven't figured out how to beat it and they'll want it to be easier. Do you make it easier just because everybody can't beat it or do you stick to your guns and say, no, that's what we want it to be like and you can beat it. You guys just haven't figured it out yet. Uh, you know, right. like those, you don't want the community to be able to control all these things. Um and how big is their community? There's a question. I would, I would, I would encourage, I would encourage some transparency on this because 
they were so quiet for so long. Yeah. After the saga of leukemia, like a year later, we find out about that. They're like, we're going to be sharing stuff. And it's been pretty quiet, even still up until now. You're not going and engaging. These are the things I say you need to probably be doing, especially if you are not a AAA studio, especially. I still think this is even common sense, basic for a AAA studio to be doing. Engage in your community regularly. Do regular developer live streams. Ashes of Creation hits the marker on this like clockwork now. They hit it like clockwork now. They're engaging in social media. They're engaging on Discord. They do a, a monthly developer live stream. They keep it consistent like clockwork, period. They, they were on and off for a while. They were getting their bearings. Now it's like clockwork. You expect it. You know you can count on it. It's reliable. It's measurable. I would say, though, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to actually say something positive. Um, you know, the slew of videos that they just released at the beginning of, of 2021 um on the youtube channel which by the way all those followers are from saga of leukemia they just renamed the channel um so those are not you know, <laughs> all new followers make sure people understand that right. um uh, the uh all those videos one of those was the beginning of supposedly a monthly dev sit down where they're going to be talking about things supposedly oh really um okay i'm not sure which one it was but it's 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 two individuals um again i can't name names because uh, i'll get in trouble for things yeah true um but there are two individuals who are promoting themselves in those youtube videos and they i believe they said that that's going to be a monthly round table type q a video similar to okay. what say pantheon is doing or what ash is doing so to be fair and i can say that positively um that appears to be something that's going to be taking place now moving forward um Mm, yeah i see that someone also asked recently or like um how can this channel have all these followers and have never done any videos and i'm like that's because there was like 700 or videos deleted. over seven years that have been removed from public view you can still find them if you go digging some of them are have still been missed and they're just unlisted instead of made private but um, yeah and <sighs> Here's here's the here's the problem, right? Like Nathan, you you can and you we all if we if we know YouTube, we know like from this is the issue, man. You've been super quiet. This is another problem, right? This is just evidence that this is not bode well, in my opinion. You are you are super quiet. You're not posting things regularly, and all of a sudden you go and you like maybe pay somebody to make a video and to post it on a, a news forum, and you think that's going to be the catalyst for your game i'm sorry it's not enough yeah well i you know i'm I'm very interested because i signed a contract with bob brown yeah at at the beginning of 2021 i think it was march of 2021 and there were big plans for what he was going to do in terms of helping saga leukemia out um i don't know if that's because of what's going on with blizzard you know and all the fallout from that but i mean Around the I'm M- cu- I would I would love they changed I'm sure. it. I'm sorry, they changed the name, dude. It was called Around the Ember Ring, and I was like, What? And so I guess they changed it to Around the Ember Ring. They did something 12 days ago, which is like podcast format with a few of them there. And then there's like literally I look at the videos and I go and look at I can see total views because I have an extension. They have a total lifetime viewership view number of 50.5k views for that channel total, 
with 1.33 case that's 1330 roughly followers or subscribers in the last 30 days 47.8 thousand views come off of that video the promoted trailer yeah right which actually shows a 60,000 view five days ago and everything be below that is like maybe several hundred to like a, a couple k at the most and there's not many of them and it starts like 12 days ago right yeah it was it was complete radio silence for i think the last video that was put out on the yeah. youtube channel was the one when you participated that build in april of 20 they deleted on reddit in there too yeah sadly right but. But that was the last stream or any of the streams that were on that channel were april of 2021 mm-hmm. um and then it was dark from april 2021 to january right i guess december because they did that that thing at the end of december which is i guess around the embryo that's going to be their new dev series so again to be fair they appear to be at least starting a monthly true dev thing that my yeah and i'm not knocking them because they're not bigger i just want to be very clear i'm not knocking them because they're not bigger i'm not knocking any of that but what i am knocking is like oh it's not good to just now get kicking with this like 12 days uh, like maybe ee. they maybe they couldn't help it too because they had to redo everything they couldn't they couldn't just start you know playing in uh, leukemia in that and that with that ip and start streaming it so what probably happened here was they you know broke everything down took away anything they thought would be from the previous ip and then you know built whatever in the world they've got here which means it had to be slapped together quick which isn't good but i mean Mm -hmm. you know and now now they're out of money it sounds like because they're telling us they gotta launch this game in subpar shape so and to be fair they could have launched as leukemia because as i've publicly stated on the record uh, they have the rights free and clear to make an mmorpg i don't they don't owe me any royalties on that it's free and clear they have the rights to make an mmorpg then they just made a bad decision then they should have stuck with what was going on i think they, they should have too i think it would and have just, a lot better chance yeah, and they wouldn't be in this legal problem i don't believe i mean i don't know i don't know who knows there but, was but, lore there was literally lore and it you know, from my perspective, it, it, the world made sense. I understood yeah, I, why the world the way, was there. When I said legal problems, what I mean is they're obviously tiptoeing around subjects, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. super obvious. You, I don't need, you know, anybody can see it. Uh, they, they're tiptoeing around everything. And it's like, that's hard to do and be, uh, you know, funded yeah. by the community. And then you can't just bluntly say anything. you got to run it through a lawyer. You got to double check, tiptoe around like, dude, that's not how, that's just not healthy for a development cycle for a game that is community backed. Uh, the sh- you know, and I don't know who knows what in the world's going through their minds, but it, it don't start over if you don't have to start over. You know what I mean? Especially if you're limited on time to get your game up. They've just made bad right. decisions. I mean, yeah. And, and I want to be very clear. Like, yes, I, I might know somebody who's another creator who's working as part of this project. Right. I can't limit my presentation and thoughts about what I consider to be bad decisions. And those aren't reflective of an individual. This is as a studio developing the game who is choosing to go about it this way. My criticisms are of the entity. Right. Whoever's making decisions. And I don't know who that is. Like, it's I, right. right. And and I can't like censor myself because of people's. Because it might be like, oh no, 
I hated hearing them say that about the game that I'm working on or whatever. Like, it's not personal. Yeah. It's about a product and or service. And that's what we do on the show. We talk about games and development, right? I'm not, I am not going to not do what I do and what this show is about. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be honest. And we talked about in the very beginning how honesty is important to me, right? right? This is my thought. And this is like my feedback about a game of development. Uh, I'm not doing right by the show or, or what I do as a creator. If I don't do that, right. I'm not purposely going after anybody either, but I, I got to be able to share that because that's what the show is about. Right. The minute I don't do that or I don't stick to my guns, you know, I'm not doing what the hell I'm supposed to be doing yeah, in the first I, place. I hope I hope them the best, right? I, I'm a little salty because they reached out to me and mm. asked me about oh. would you be interested in, you know, um, you know, covering our game. And I replied back and then freaking ghosted me. I'm so I'm a little salty about well, that. Yeah. But you know, whatever, right? Ah, like it I is what it is. But I, I yeah. kind of am a little salty because they're a small indie developer and like I'm a small YouTube creator and this is what I cover, what you're mm. saying you want to do is exactly what I do. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, it, how many yeah. seconds does it take to reply back? Right. Um, right. And but don't you want to be doing this? The best. You want to get the word out. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to get millions of people, but I can, no. you know, if, if I agreed with what you're doing and I, you know, mm -hmm. you know, well, you so want people point, to know about I'm the just, game. Too. I'm just avoiding it. Like it's uh like it's a, uh. uh, you know, a, a legion on my, on my body. Um, I'm just pretending like it's not there. I'm not going to go to the doctor over it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to let it be yeah. and see if it continues to grow at this point. Um, so, you know, uh, and that's because I'm trying to protect my community. I'm not going to start acting like yeah. I believe in something when honestly, I'm yeah. super not sure how this is going to land. You know, I yeah. don't think, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think that any of the content <laughs> creators who I hire are actually still mm. working on the project. Uh, you mean the like content creator group that yes. that was like kind of signed on you, to cover it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless I'm wrong, I could be. Mistaken. I that that program was closed, so they I if I remember correctly talking to them, they were planning on reaching out to people again in the future. Um, I did tell them I, under the circumstances of how y'all have been kind of handling announcing this whole thing. I don't know. I'd be pretty pretty reluctant to even want to be a part of that. However. With that being said, regardless of that, I have to say objectively, I do believe that it's a mistake that they haven't been engaging in more people and only really engaging in people that are paying to promote it. I was going to say, I haven't have. Has anybody? Not that again, I'm aware of. Yeah. Has anybody seen anything organic, or has it only been paid so far? Not that I'm aware of. I it's think been, it's been at the very least partnerships, is what I've seen. Yeah, um, you know, which uh, could mean many things. Um, Mm. Uh, but uh, you got to admit that there's something phony about the videos from content creators about it, right? Yeah. Like, Vulcan got these called are, out for it. What's that? It kinda... Vulcan got called out for it. Yeah, really? he should oh, have because boy. it was community. Super cheesy, man. It was just like, oh, wow, a campfire? Wow. Like, come on, bro. And like six hours later, out. he edit, he edited the description <laughs> of his video like six and hours I, later. I like Vulcan. I'm not talking trash. I like him. I, I Right. I, I do too. I followed him for, I don't even, it feels like my whole life. I've, you know, I've, I've seen so much of his stuff. But dude, that video was so cringe, man. It was just like, ooh, look, 
people are playing. Like, dude, this is no way. Dig a little deeper, man. You know, like, like I, like for example, I remember back when Pantheon had so little to show the public. Right, it had just so yeah. little to show, and so I wouldn't go on and be like, Ooh, a campfire. I would, I would use my imagination. I'd be like, hey, look in this shot. They show this craft. That could yeah. mean this, or, yeah. or you know, they say that they're going to oh, try gosh. to do this, and that could be an example of you know, get creative, man. Don't just take things at face uh, value. Or, or, or maybe you know, I think engage in like, a, I think it's important that there's a sense of authenticity. If you're doing sponsored content, yes, you need to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry, everybody. No problem. Um, if you're doing any sort of sponsored content, it it needs to be authentic to your brand authentic to your style yeah and it needs to be something uh, what 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 i what caught my eye was that when i was reading through the comments of his video in particular before he changed the description to say that it was a sponsored video he had a bunch of people calling him out and when it's that evident yeah that you're making a piece of content that is absolutely sponsored there are reg at least in the united states there are rules and regulations by the by the I forget the organization. Um, yeah. To, uh, regarding advertising, FAA? No, that's Federal Aviation Industry. I don't remember. Anyway, um, you have to disclose if you're doing sponsored content on any sort of social media platform. Like if you're using Instagram, it has to have the hashtag sponsored or hashtag ad. You have to announce that stuff. There has to be disclaimer. That ha- and if you don't do that, you set yourself up for a lawsuit from the federal government. Because you didn't disclose mm. that your information was yeah, it's a scam. Yeah, it's a scam. If you got well, paid to to yes. do something, you're 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 committing. Um, you know, and I don't know if it's legally a scam, but it is scammy behavior, right? Because if you're getting paid to do it, then yeah. you have to tell your audience that. And that's why you hear so many YouTubers will start their video off with, "Yes, this is a sponsored yeah. uh, video." However, I was given free reign to say how I really feel. Your TV does that uh, when he does. Like, I loved his raid. I think it was his raid review. Yeah. He just yeah. went off about how yeah. bad, like, the boobs and everything else was. Yeah. And, yeah. Really. and it was just a, it was a very yeah. comedic. I mean, it was it was obviously a. You know, he he got money from it, and they got interesting. The tongue in cheek type of video, but he totally ripped on him. For some of the cheesy aspects, but I also feel like Raid rips on themselves. If you've ever watched their commercials on, yeah, on so they're the they're, they're oh, super yeah. cool with how you. Decide they don't even to care, it. man. Because recently, yes. did you guys see John Tron? I don't know if anybody watched. It. He's not really doesn't really cover video games anymore. But John Tron did a video recently. Nice. He's it was a Raid uh, Shadow Legend sponsorship. And he was literally in a dumpster and popped out with Raid Shadow Legends. Like, it's so freaking funny, like, the amount of freedom that, that he's allowed to do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think that's important, man. And not not like being able to have that. It just, I I can't, I, I got, I had the opportunity to do the Raid Shadow Legend thing. And I'm just like, I just can't, dude. I won't be able to be, I, I, I if, if I can get to a point where I can just, like, clown a little bit more it probably would have made sense to do something like that but yeah it's pretty it's pretty funny man to, to just see so here's the thing about embers of drift Honesty right is important yeah just like the, a sense of authenticity and yeah and when i don't when i don't feel like there's a vision or it's honest or any of these things i'm just like dude it just doesn't i don't want to i don't want to i want to I, I would like to say something and i'm gonna toot my own horn for a minute um oh, i had a toot i'm a toot tooty toot um I had a long meeting with my brother last night about um, uh, Weave and Void related stuff. And we were talking about, we just started the social media in November, right? Yeah. So 
for a you know eight months before that it was codenamed project dream mm. so we didn't come out in the public and everything else and and shout out to the two of you for helping sparrow bounty code in chat like everybody who's been coming together to to make it into something bigger and better but like yeah in in these are small numbers in the grand scope of things but here's the thing we're up to 12 subscribers on twitch in like six weeks we hit affiliate status in like two and a half weeks we've got nine people over on patreon um it's like and it's like every time we do a twitch stream now on D night we get like five to ten new followers so i was showing my oh, brother yeah, the twitch demographics how it's just been a steady rise up nice. with subscribers with followers with everything and then on patreon as well and the best part about it is i have not paid a dime for any publicity to this point it's purely been word of mouth and shared passion nice and getting out there and and having fun with other people you yeah. know a big part of what i love doing is running the gaming communities so you know having i think we have, i checked today we have 88 people in the eq2 which started off nice. me just wanting to make you know some eq2 videos and <laughs> and the, you know the previous community with the saga leucemia i kind of just let right. that go because of the way things are. I didn't want to try to push, but I had a good chunk of people who followed me over to the new project and it's just grown steadily from there. But I've always felt, and you'll, if you've ever heard me talk at a, at a, as a presentation or at an event, I always talk about how no one ah. trusts the company shill. No one trusts the commercial from McDonald's telling you that the new burger is the best burger you've ever had. But if your friend comes and tells you, dude, the sauce on that burger is fucking like right. you got it. you're gonna go get the burger because you're yeah. a friend so it's always gonna be better <sighs> to do organic like paid advertising has its place but you can't it's you cannot only rely on that because people see that from a mile away oh yeah that it's it's all paid <laughs> oh my god is that true so someone in chat just said you gotta be kidding me i mentioned genshin in chat and i get a <laughs> genshin advert really <laughs> hey man they're listening dude that's they're too funny man oh man they're listening because i was that's watching mine great. i did not get a genshin ad there really uh, like, yeah i got I, it, I don't know what it was but it was not genshin impact how funny man that's like perfect so yeah, if you if you're if anybody <laughs> is trying to promote a product, right, and unless you have just millions of extra dollars at your disposal, right, yeah, which is unlikely for uh, you know a normal human, then yes, yeah, true. Organic advertisement over time is the way to go. Um, where you just you play the product and you show it to the community, and they get a little taste of development where it's at and what the game is like, and they get to know you because if you're yeah, an indie developer, true. that product is you. Nobody gives a crap about the name of your company. I mean, they, it, it matters, right? But nobody's going to love your company. There's somebody at that company they love, even big companies like Square Enix, the Final Fantasy XIV community, Yoshi P. That's yeah, who they man. love, and they 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 talk about him as if he is. Square Enix, right? You'll see it in the in the chat in the general chat everywhere. People being like Yoshi P, Yoshi P, Yoshi P. Yes. That's their guy, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, and he's works for Square Enix, and he still does that organic. He knows, yeah, that but he's so good, man. He, he's really good. He's, yeah. he's um. I mean, if you want to talk about like having like to being the face of a company and being a someone who's like really good at engaging a community, like that is like. 
He's the king. He, he is like such a good yeah. English too. Master of his craft, man. He period. still knows. He knows the the, the sauce, man. Absolutely. And, and I tell you, one of my favorite things about Yoshi P is that like, yeah, he's the big dude, right? But he's not the head honcho, right? Nope. Like he answers to people, right? But mm-hmm. they'll tell him things, right? And they'll tell him, and this is why people like him. They'll tell him things like, hey, man, we're not going to announce the class yet, period. And he's like, I want to. I want to, you know, I'm ready to dig in. They're like, we're not doing it. You can't say a word. So, like, the Dark Knight was coming out. I think that's the name of the class. And he came out with a Dark Knight Batman shirt on. Right? Really? <laughs> he didn't say crap. <laughs> that's that's just what he was wearing, you know? And so everybody's like, ah! Get the dark night. You know? <laughs> and then there's so another nice. time. There's another time that I just loved where oh, um, gosh. he was answering questions from the community, and uh, they were having trouble at the you know uh, Rum Reborn launch where uh, the open world bosses were causing so you know the whole server would show up, uh, and it was just havoc on the server. Wow. And so somebody asked him a question and said, "Hey, are we going to do? Are we going to see more open world bosses?" And he was like, "Well." My server team told me that they don't want to do that anymore because it causes such chaos. You know, it's just out of control and, you know, it, it's just, you know, to co- not cause issues. They don't want to do it. But I tell you what, I like them too. We're going to do it. <laughs> it's like, I love it. I love it. Uh, he's just a good guy. He knows how to like get right to the heart of uh, his community. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm just realizing we've got another dude. How do we manage to break two hours so easily? This is nuts. I'm trying, man. I try to keep them at an hour and a half for consumption purposes. But these episodes, like for the past, I don't even know how many, how many, how many we've had now. They end up being like two hour plus episodes like clockwork. Jeez, man. We had it. What's in our last one? Was a three plus three hours, right? At three, like 301 or something. Officially the longest podcast I've ever done. And that's out of I've done over 200 total between the LFM and the ashes pathfinder podcast. I've done over 200 plus podcasts at at least roughly. I mean, the average is over an hour each average price somewhere around hour 15 to an hour and 30. Now I think between them all, but damn three hours we left y'all with one to last you two weeks while we were gone for some of the holiday stuff. So feels good, man. So Friends, this has been a pretty good one as usual, right? Now, if you're interested in Ashes, we'll do the Ashes Pathfinder podcast on Sun, yeah, Sunday, 5 p.m. as usual. As always, we got um, our homies back, so we're going to be having another three-person show again, and we're kind of like gearing up. We have, so if you're interested in Ashes and you're interested in all that game development stuff, definitely join us on that one regularly, weekly. We've been doing it for a uh, long to say that it's got the most content as far as a podcast goes, covering the game for over three years or something now. Hundred and we're almost at a hundred and I think it's 70 or 60. I don't even remember, man. I, I'm over 150, 60 episodes now. We've been I can't even keep track anymore. So that one's rocking, and we're gonna be pushing a hundred this year on this one, man. So Typical format. We're going to let my homies here on this panel go ahead and shout out their domains where you can find them when they're not on this show. Um, for me, my personal YouTube channel is um, youtube.com forward slash Renfail. That's where I do all my gaming stuff, show reviews, book reviews, Monday musings, and all our EverQuest 2 streams. 
But uh, the most important, of course, is the Weave in the Void stuff, which is uh, patreon.com forward slash wandering hermits. You can pre-order the tabletop books, which are going to be out here in a few months. You can pre-order the point-and-click adventure game. You can get the book chapters, uh, which come out twice a month, which artwork from Chris. And, of course, on Sunday nights with these guys and Bounty Code and Sparrow in chat, yeah. um, and my brother and my wife, we're doing The Lost Minds of Fendelver over on the Twitch channel for the Weave in the Void, Sundays at 9. And the audience has just been getting better every week. You need to come. The community engagement in terms of like buying things for the players, controlling player actions, controlling the DM, it's a lot of fun. You should tune in, if for nothing else, it's just the spectacle. Right, love and beyond, and support what we're doing. You can do that as well, but it's it's fun. It's just good, good, clean fun. Man, yeah, Nathan, I want to double that. I want to double down on that. Go yeah. to the Weaving Boy Twitch channel and follow it, yes. and come hang out with us. Because just to be honest, we need you. We need you know things get a little rocky. Oh, true. We we make some decisions sometimes. Save our uh, ass, man. And, we need a little help from the community. So uh, if you go right. there and, and, and follow and, and join us, uh, you know, here in a few days on Sunday, we'll be, we'll be doing it again. So, um, yes, and it's a great time, but you can find me on, on, on YouTube, the Nathan Napalm, um, uh, MMO. Uh, well, uh, actually it's just RPG content, MMOs, CRPGs, JRPGs, tabletop RPGs, all the stuff. So, uh, but most <laughs> importantly, go to that weaving boy. We, <laughs> We need your help. Man. It's so true. You all are the reason I probably didn't die last oh, Sunday. The whole group. The oh, whole yeah, group. Yeah. The I forgot about that. Literally. The, uh, the holy relic. Jeez. I loved. I was oh, so yeah. glad I was able to. I'm so glad we were able to role play that. It was a good play. Because technically that's nothing more than just a, an item that you wear right. in your character. It has no actual stat value. But then I, I was. The, yeah, the you played it though. started turning and it was like, oh man, we could totally like. Mm-hmm. Right, like fire coming down from the heavens like yeah i liked it though because you you kind of like you kind of presented it almost like uh a di- like the divinity divine the divine sort of like intervened on on my behalf to allow me to use this and i was like yes for the light baby <laughs> that was good man i think that's when we got the clip of uh of um you know man i love dnd that was good we're getting oh, yeah, our that, bearings that man mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, we're getting our bearings, but everybody, it's a great show as always. Much love, and I'm going to triple that. Make sure you go check out The Weave in the Void. It's pinned in variety. I pin it every Sunday after the Ashes Pathfinder podcast when I get done, because that's where I go about an hour later while we do our D&D campaign or chip it away at. And it's getting more and more entertaining every week as we're getting our momentum and we're getting our chemistry down as a group, as an adventuring party. Um, it's a lot of fun. Also, this is like me for, for me, this is my learning experience of D and D. Um, so it's, a, it's kind of like really awesome. We all get into it. We have a lot of fun and, you know, we're learning, we're growing together and we got a long journey ahead. So, you know, definitely welcome you all to come be a part of it. Um, as always, you know, Follow the show Twitter at the LFM show. Catch us next Thursday, 5 p.m. Central. And join us over on discord.gg forward slash Samorg, where the community is hanging in between all the shows and stuff and things and friends. As always, got to shout out all the people who make this podcast great, whether you're on it, whether you're here joining us live or you're listening to it later. Um, we may be at the end of the, this week's show, but... We're always looking for more to join the party. Rants of plenty. Until next time, live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night. And we'll see you next Thursday, friends. Good night, everybody. Good night.